Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World presents Hood Classics. Like always, I got my man here, Shahid. What's going on, good sir? I don't know, everybody. Jeff wanted to bust out the music he listened to at the strip club. <laughs> See, I'm not always a hipster. Sometimes I listen to other shit. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Work with me a yeah. little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, all, all you miss is Seth Rogen just chilling. <laughs> A call for we are back again uh, this week. We are here to talk about 2006 smoking aces. Uh, I don't even know how to start off with this, but uh, let's just jump right into it. Um, the cast. This is a. We're going to get to the cast. We're going to ask, why would you pick this movie? Tell the audience. OK, why this movie. so I picked this movie because. I needed to see this movie again because it was like talked about in certain pockets here and there. People I would be around or when me and you would talk sometimes. And I was like, I need to go back and see. Did I really enjoy this movie or is it like as polarizing as I thought it was? And when, once I said it, once I put it out on Facebook and everywhere, people were some people were coming back to me saying, yeah, uh, you know, it was OK or whatever. But I just wanted to know how I felt about the movie after watching it. This movie is a clusterfuck, but for some reason, I still enjoy it. It's bad. It's it's not bad. I feel like somebody had a story to tell. They had a they had a beginning, and they had to end it. And whatever else happened in the middle is just chaos. And yeah, that's what we got here. <laughs> it's just a chaotic uh, movie. This movie's cheeks. <laughs> And here's the, you know what the problem is? It's just a whole bunch of talking. People just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk all day long and just. It's not a lot of stuff that actually happened. Like most of the stuff happened in like a, wait, maybe a 20 minute section. And then they drag out the ending, like you said. Oof, that you know, the cast rough. is amazing, and that's what happens when the director has friends. But I have a rule. One thing I learned about movies, movies like this, most movies have one or two storylines going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like whenever the storyline's happening, it's always like a main character's involved. Like John Wick, the first one. Everything that happened is either related to John Wick or related to Vigo dealing with John Wick. There's never a scene when you don't see either one of them for like an extended time that's not related to them. Most movies are like that. You can get away with like two different storylines happening at the same time if you're good enough. Three is the max. 
like traffic has three, the first Transformers has three, where it's like three separate things that eventually sometimes meet, sometimes don't meet. That's the limit what you can do. This one has like five or six. It's like, it's just way too much stuff going on. And they try to make you care about everything that's in it. And it's like, this movie ain't long enough for it. And try to make you care about it, it's talking. Like, you really, you know what's funny? I forgot Ray Liotta was in this movie. Me too. Until I saw it. Same. And he's like an important part of the movie. Like, I, I don't feel it's any... like it's like Ben Affleck, Ryan Reynolds is <laughs> over. Like you don't, it's like it's a lot of that's kind of overkill. Like it's just too many. It's too much shit going on, oh. and it's just kind of like it's just flashy and trying to get smoke and mirrors and everything like that. And like I saw it when it came on the movie theater, and I was like, I know how I felt, and I hadn't really seen it since then. I like I thought, oh, I'm like it's all right. These keys look good. Um, Common looked like he, you know, he might be, be something. It's funny not now. Common, that's his whole thing. He showed up in movies. I'm, I'm a hitman. That's his role. Rewatching it, yep. Like this weekend, I'm like, it's just too much. It felt like somebody said, "I can do Tarantino, but I can do it just as good as Tarantino." And it's for some reason it didn't work out. I felt like that Ryan Reynolds, that. He was miscast. I felt like he was just miscast. Um, and, and, and I don't care. And I and I don't care about nobody. Like I don't really have any emotional ties to anybody. Like when uh, Ray Liotta's character, you know, I like I don't feel anything at the end. I'm like, who was I'm supposed? To, I'm not supposed to root for anybody here. Am I supposed to be happy that Common and Kalisha <laughs> Keys hooked up? I don't know. John Carnahan is a good writer and director. You know, he directed the A-Team. He directed NARC. He directed the Grey. You know, he's done like, he's done like TV episodes of um, the Blacklist. They like that. So this is kind of his thing. Like, I'm horrible and stuff like that. But it's like, it's like the way it's described is like described as like a dark comedy action movie. I didn't laugh that much. And yeah, I'm like... It's like it's some parts supposed to be funny, but it's like this just it's just messy. And like you said, nobody root for. Here's the biggest problem: the main character that you're supposed to root for is Jeremy Piven, and he's an asshole. Oh, he's trash. An un- un- unlikable one. Like he is trash. And it's like, why? I have no reason to care about him or what he does. He has no redeeming qualities about him whatsoever. He's just being a dickhead, and that's the point. And it's like, okay. I can root for the cops. It's like Andy Garcia doing this. You have to go FBI. Part of the case. You know, gentlemen, this is not just part of the case. This is the case. I'm going to go to get on my plane and fly, like doing all that. You got Ray Liotta playing a good guy for once, which is kind of like, I guess. And Ryan Reynolds, Mr. I don't use deodorant because I don't get all sorts of aluminum. I'm like, he, he was a hotel. <laughs> yes. So you got that. You got that going on. Then you got Alicia Keys and Taraji Henson. And oh, the funny thing is, Alicia Keys could have did more movies. Yeah, she really could. I thought she was really I mean, good. She's, just, she's yeah, she's like a natural. Like this is her first one. She's like a natural. And oh, I forgot how 
Taraji Henson, speaking of horrible people, she a feminist that hates it. You ask me to be a hoe, that's your goal. Look at her just dressed up like a slut. She was a hater. path you chose. I guess. Just hating on. Yeah, she going she a hater woman that had OnlyFans. <laughs> like, she's just a, a feminist that hates sexuality of women having their own agency when she, she ain't leering and lusting after Alicia Keys like a goddamn pervert. She would definitely Hard. be, she definitely jumping in the DMs every day. Such as this call. Yeah, you don't need, need that nigga. It's just me and you, right? All I got your back. All right? love you need is me and she you. Like, Woo, okay. She's like, and my whole thing is kind of like, that's kind of know who you're working with. So I don't know why she acting all I don't know about all that. It's like, it don't seem like that's just new, but that's that stuff's going on and it plays out the way it plays out. Then you got the damn Tremor brothers. Like, it sound like <laughs> They're just a plot point. Like you got Chris, Chris Pine and Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, I didn't reckon, like they obviously knew they had some of Chris Pine because he had the most lines. But it was like, if you didn't know who Chris Pine was, you would not recognize him in this. Like, I know who he is, and I barely recognize him. Like, he just looks so different. And I forgot he was like, you know, that's going on. Like the whole thing is like basically, I'm a plot device. Like you got a lot of stuff like that. Like Jason Bateman dresses in women's underwear. <laughs> I forgot that. I forgot that was a whole thing. Ben, Affleck, you saw Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. The first one, Ben Affleck is basically like Kate Blanchett. I'm gonna narrate everything. Like the first ten minutes is him just talking about everything that's about to happen. Yeah, he Peter pretty Berger much he like, set he sets the table. But Peter Berg like, yup, we gonna do this. Oh, yup, God, and these like, they're big deal. They they die, and then it's kind of like two of them die, and then the dude from Torque the the motorcycle movie that's not biker boys live with no fingers and then just I forgot about that shit too he has this whole storyline and it shows up to the very end I'm like this and it's like three other assassins going on I'm like it's all this I shit get it I mean that's I, like a, that's like the whole thing it's like it's just too much it was like um what's that movie um that movie with like everybody rat race it was like rat race to uh buddy Israel I get it. But like you said, it was just a lot because it wasn't like, okay, well, here's the hitman and this hitman. They try to have like deep stories. <laughs> he bit his fingernails off <laughs> so he wouldn't be. <laughs> so nobody would know he couldn't be identified. And I'm just like, okay. It was it was a lot. It was a lot to take in. But for some reason, I do still find enjoyment. I think it's just the chase. And I Jeremy Piven knows how to play an asshole. And if you've seen Honorage, you know that. You already know that. So it's, in, it's nothing but a turned up Ari gold on Coke. Such a European jizz in my $10,000 casket jacket. <laughs> I mean, they start you off like. It in. You can't get that shit out. Like, yeah. He's five time. He five, time five time entertainer of the year. Buddy Aces. Tell Wayne Newton to retire. And it's so many people in there. Like, Joe Egerton, I forgot he was in the movie. Yeah, and it's kind of like yeah, I'm like I kept looking. I'm like he looks familiar, and then I saw the crest. I'm like, oh, that's who that is. Like you look through the cast. Like the dude from Lost is in this. Yeah, they had they they had a lot of people. Everybody in it, and it's kind of like you don't you don't need all these people. Yeah, but it's like it helps when it's kind of like you know I'm gonna do a favor or anything like that. And if you look at the IMDb. 
a lot of these up and comers went on to become great. Like it's like four or five people that end up being like DC comic movies. Yeah, you well, you got Chris Pine. Uh Chris Pine. You got um Ben Affleck. You got um who else? I know I'm missing some. You got Pine Affleck. Common, because he shows up in um Suicide Squad. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean to I mean to talk to little Mr. J. I'm just give you props. <laughs> Yeah, he showed for thirty six and die. Like it's just, it's a lot of people in this movie that like became up and comers after you know, afterwards. So it's kind of like it's a good look at history. But it's just you you, you said not, Tarantino. It, you know what it feels? No, it's you bring up Tarantino. What it really is trying to be is a Tony Scott movie. That's what it's trying to be. But see, it's like trying to do a Tony Scott movie without Denzel in it. See, I was thinking more. Quentin, because you had a lot of di- a lot of dialogue, and then you had that scene that kind of like hyper violent scene at the uh, end, in the third act. He ain't the first one to do that. And Tony Scott had, and Tony Scott has done like I mean, you've seen True Romance. Yeah, and it's funny because they've worked together. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, Tarantino wrote True, Mo- True Romance, so it's kind of like it's it's just one of those you know a lot of that I'm, I want to sh- be how cool. It's like it's trying to be cool and the storyline's convoluted and it's just like like I watched it. Like I had to watch it twice over the weekend. I'm watching, I'm like, I gotta pay attention to this shit. Like it's just too much stuff going on. I can't really watch in the background because I forget what's going on. And yeah, I was like, why did Jeff pick? I'm like thinking, why he picked this? I had to know. I was like thinking the whole time. I'm just curious, like the like you know, okay. I had to know, and I feel like I, I feel like I, I see the flaws. I, you are absolutely right in everything that you're saying, but I still find enjoyment in it. It's just that it's not something that I will go back and say, "Well, I'm going to watch this back. I'm going to watch it again next month. Well, I'm going to watch it again." You know what I'm saying? I don't see myself doing that, but I enjoy myself watching it the two times that I watched it, uh, getting ready for the show. Um, what's the synopsis? Synopsis. Um, I don't know if you caught the end of the Cardinals Bills game. Nah, I'm in my own football today. Yes, well, I will just say the Cardinals won. Oh, wow. On the last play of the game. Yeah. Hail Mary or something? No, I mean, basically, like Kyle Allen threw, I mean, um, What's his face through a jump ball? Kyler Murray threw a jump ball for DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins jumped and got it. That's what's like up. Like 50-something yards. Yeah. I, I love it. And meanwhile, Deshaun Watson sitting where he like, motherfuckers. <laughs> right? <laughs> I need help. Mm-hmm. And Carson went sitting there probably saying the same thing. Like, they could have traded for him, too. But they're like, uh, that's neither here nor there. So, anyway, synopsis of the movie. Buddy Aces is real is a is about to be a snitch to bring down the mob <laughs> and various agencies and people are trying to take him down that's pretty much for it. a multitude of reasons but let me ask you this question because even rewatching it and i remember the first time i saw it didn't you kind of tell you knew what was going on once they once Affleck kind of started explaining, they kept showing the pictures of him saying, "You see how many surgeries this guy's had?" No, 
I kind of was like, I, I it, mean, the first time I watched it, it took me to like halfway through because it was like it would kind of lead you there. It's just so much stuff going on, so you didn't realize you wanted like you know. Did the guy really die or what happened? So it was kind of like, if you thought about it, then it's kind of like, it leads you there. But it's just so, it throws so much shit at you. You have no idea. Okay. You have to kind of like, if you paid attention to it, then yeah. But it's just so much distraction going on. You're not really thinking about it till the end. And it's like, oh, okay. I guess this, a lot of stuff makes sense. And, but it's still a messy movie. Oh, it absolutely is. But I, and part of it's on purpose. Yeah, that too. But it, I think it got too messy. It almost was like, oh, I can't control this shit. Whatever. But I still think Jeremy Piven was outstanding in this movie. But go ahead, start us off. God, I got to start this off. That's why I was started off on your legendary movie. <laughs> I didn't say so. all that shit. <laughs> So basically, they did description like you know the the mob has been the most powerful organization, been systematically destroyed by the FBI. Blah blah blah. Primo Sparaza is the last major crime boss in America, and they're trying to bring him down. So it's basically like you know evolved with a steakhouse going on, and it's in a van, and you got Ray Liotta. And you got Ryan Reynolds just talking like friends talking about, you know, my, my grandma said, you know, urine's good for acne. Your grandma used to piss on you. Like stuff like that. This is not conversations I've had with any of my friends, but go ahead, carry on. <laughs> I mean, people got people talk about what like this has definitely been a group chat talk 10 years later. And talking about, oh, you know, looking at Ryan Reynolds' armpits, and it's like, oh, he's sweated out, like, you know, in the van, you know. I don't use that stuff. You got aluminum, you got Alzheimer's. What? Yeah, Alzheimer's. Some really little messing around, like, what would you say? I, I forgot. Like, messing with him. And it's funny, because I forgot he was, that was like a character trait. It's not funny, because I know people who believe that, and they use that natural shit that lasts like two hours, and then it stopped working. Or give him a damn rash. And it's kind of like, <sighs> good Lord. Yeah. I, I guess they gave it to him, like, give, make him quirky. Because it's like, it's a funny thing about Ryan Reynolds. It's kind of like, he has a gift of being a likable asshole. But he wasn't likable here. This is the whole thing. No. He was, no, I mean, he's semi likable. No, he wasn't likable at all. Un- He's by the end. He's he's not, but like he's not doing anything to be unlikable yet. I'll give you that, like, but I don't think he's doing like you know how he. I I know what you're saying. He has this trait in movies where he can be an asshole, almost like in Wolverine, like when he was playing Wade Wilson, just a different version. But he was being an asshole, but it was charming. It was no charming. It was just like he was just like the straight man, just no, playing he, the straight. I mean, he had jokes here and there, but like they didn't. It was fun, like you said. Like it wasn't really a Ryan Reynolds thing. Yeah. And like I've seen Ryan Reynolds when he like and when he plays straight, like safe and some other movies, it just don't hit right. Like it's like you can get anybody to do the straight man. Ryan Reynolds is like I'm the befuddled straight man. That shit don't work. <laughs> like it's, it, it, it just feel like it's a waste. Yeah. Basically, I, I feel like Affleck would have been better in his role, but that's just me. I, it's a different 
I'm wondering why Ben Affleck is in this movie. <laughs> I'm glad you, you said it. I'm like, dude, he was like, I'm cool with Joe, or I would, I'm bored, or it's like, you know, I need to be something gritty because Daredevil sucked. Like, I, I'm just trying to figure out. They may, they may be just re- some friend like, or some shit. Maybe, because it's like, this is more like before Ben Affleck came back. This is more like, you know, I got hot. And then I kind of fell off. Yeah, it's downtime. But it's still Ben Affleck. Right. Like, even like a, so, but we'll get to him. So they're in the van. they like, everybody got the fucking walkie. And, you know, talking. So they finally found these dudes, these no loyalty snitches. Like, yeah, we got like, it. We heard he going to clip Israel. Israel going to snitch. They caught the Swede. The Swede going to clip him, get his heart. And so it's going to be a million dollars. We got to get it. And we going to take him and ramp. Then we can start our own thing. Ain't no loyalty whatsoever. I mean, this plan just seemed awful from the jump. <laughs> they didn't even get the right infos. This plan just seemed all bad. Yeah, it's greed or make you do stupid stuff, and that's the whole thing. It's not. I think my movies from back in the day kind of colored people, so they're just. Astounded when they hear Kurt Mom, like most people ain't that damn smart. The mob is more like Sopranos and Ghost Dog than like the Godfather. Like, we ain't talking about brain surgeons here. So it's kind of like you get what you get. Like, if they was real smart, they'd be crooks on Wall Street. Right. Or they'd be like, or they'd be crooks on like government, the super crooks, like Dick Cheney. But that's neat, you know. So anyway, that's the whole thing. And they're trying to break down. So it's. You kind of find out that what they hear, what they heard, isn't what they really was really going on. Mm-hmm. But it's like they heard certain things, they jumped to some conclusion, they assumed, but he Israel is gonna get whacked and they're gonna take his heart out with some sweet, some hit man. And like they send him like mass milk to send or something, you know, chop his heart out. And then you get Ben Affleck, Jack Dupree, Jack Butt Dupree. Oh, yeah, sorry. It might, I don't know if it's, is it no, it's Jack. It's Jack. Them, it's Jack the Prince. Yeah, Jack. Uh huh. With his hat and that silly ass mustache. <laughs> 48 is Israel. Five times. I'm supposed to tell you that. Five times before the game. Tell you about buddy. While playing pool. <laughs> and he there playing with the cars. He grew up like this. You know, grew up in Vegas. He coming out. And then Jeremy Pippen himself. That man is so good. Told Wayne Newton, like, from the bottom of my heart, heart retire. retire. Wayne Newton, like, he wanted to slap the shit out of him. <laughs> so, so basically, he's this magician and entertainer, you know, very good at his job. He somehow gets caught up with the mob and the mob likes him or anything like that. So he, like, he gets a taste of that and he starts, you know, doing criminal stuff, you know, financing, well, you know, break beans and all of that. Go ahead. It's funny that you said he got caught up. Nah, he was kind of. Involved? No, I'm <laughs> saying the way they describe. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, the way yeah. Okay. Not how it goes down. Okay. Because here's the thing: it's three different descriptions that go on. It's how Ben Affleck describes it. It's how Andy Garcia describes it initially, and then it's the truth that you don't find out till the end. Mm-hmm. So Ben Affleck, eyes, he look like, oh, this guy, you know, he, he ain't real, you know, he ain't real criminal. He's a fuck up. You know, it's funny here. He got a little taste. And it's like, you know, he tasting the soup without knowing the onions or some nonsense, he says. So he get all sloppy, 
gets all caught up after some you know jobs go on, get the heat, and then he sends his homies, including Common, to clean up his mess. All this attention is going on on Primo Speraza, so it's kind of like they're hired by his law, you know, his law firm to bring him in because he jumped bail and they want to make sure he don't escape. And, and he's explaining this to Peter Burke, who's sitting there befuddled. I guess they were both like, and Martin Henderson, who Peter Burke. You've probably seen him in some stuff. The name you may not know the name. I just remember him from Torque because that's the movie with him and Ice Cube. That's the only thing I remember. It's like they made two. They made two black and Jason motorcycle movies around the same year because like, oh, let's do Fast and Furious but with bikes. Yeah, I thought that was so stupid <laughs> when it came out with a second. I'm like, it's like the same damn movie. What the hell is going on? I mean, the only difference is one is basically is almost all black except for like Kid Rock. God. And the second one is like, let's use the fat, let's you know, let's use the Fast and Furious special effects and have black versus white. Yeah, pretty much. I enjoy Biker Boys better. It's funny. Sometimes I like Biker Boys more. Sometimes I like I think Biker Boys has a better story. I think Torque has better action. Neither one of them aged well, though. I mean, yeah, it's because Ice Cube said his shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, so he basically breaking down what's going on with Buddy Israel and why everybody's trying to get him, and then all the people that's after him. And it's a bunch of people after him, including the Tremor Brothers. <laughs> I promised you, I would. Even when I watched it the first time, and we was before we was about to do this, I said, "What the fuck is Chris Pine in this movie?" And I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> how did I not recognize that was him?" Three redneck brothers. That's just like you know, they just. Got body armor and swords and knives. Smoke. One got shot in the eye. One got shot in the back. One got shot in the leg on the same mission. They somehow escape. And when they ain't fighting each other, they follow the people they grew up like redneck white supremacists. They basically how Proud Boys think they are. Exactly. Perfect. If Proud Boys had hands, they'd be the Tremor Brothers. So. You got that going on. You got El Plaka. Oh, the other person that was in DC movies, the mayor of Gotham City himself. From Bat from the Bat from the Batman movies. That's who that is. Who? The dude that chopped that chewed off his fingernails. That chewed off um his fingerprints. That's the dude that played the mayor in like Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay. So, like, you know, he's this hardcore assassin, blah, 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 blah. He got caught by the British. So, he chewed off his fingertips. So, they wouldn't, good Lord. So, they wouldn't identify him. And he's master of torture and da, 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 da. Okay, that would be enough right there. Nah. We got some more people. We got Laszlo, you know, we find out about Laszlo Slut and how we find about him. Cause the mob dudes that's gonna, you know, get Buddy Israel's like, oh, you know, I got these two, these two bras out here. They good. They just took out the triad, you know. I'ma call such and such because they know their names. And their handler is a handler of two women assassins played by Alicia Keys and Taraji Henson. What up, what up? And I would just say yeah, I can. Swiss B shouldn't have did what he did, but I understand. 
って
But I'm trying to figure out did Matthew Fox hire Ben Affleck to get Buddy Israel, or was it it was Jason Bateman? It was the guy. Um, it was the guy that was talking to. Wait a minute, who was it? Yeah, you are right about that. There, now I'm that's getting confused. What it is, because you got two different lawyers. You got the one that's like working, making a deal. But Andy Garcia talking about, you know, he got tucked on everybody. Was it's no deal? Got this in the whole crew. And then you got Jason Bateman with his, you know, yeah, y'all some tough guys. You know, I was a pussy. I was kind of soft or anything like that. That's why we're thong thongs. <laughs> but I got, I got money. Yep. Alcoholism so, and a messed up body. Yeah. Thank you, God. <laughs> so like it was hard keeping up sometimes what's going on so that's the whole thing all these hitmen go after him so you've already had Ben Affleck talk and you know the plot with Buddy with Buddy Israel but were you ready for some more talking because you get some more talking you can Andy Garcia break the whole thing pretty much for Raza. biggest gangster like responsible for 100 murders in the past 45 years including Friedman Heller one of our agents it was like they say that name for a reason. That name becomes important throughout the movie. But it's basically break down the whole thing. And then you hear the other story. It's kind of like the part that Ben Affleck didn't fill, fill you in. So it ain't just this whole, whole I'm under his wing and all this stuff. I'm just this part-time thing. It's basically like, you know, the gang splitting too. And it's like Buddy is half the group went with Buddy Israel and the other group went with Primo Spraza and Buddy Israel somehow was trying to take over. <laughs> the entire mob. and I'm like what who following this clown you saw who was following him yeah yeah but I'm like oh I we do see and it's funny you say that cause I read the synopsis for Smoking Aces 2 which is a prequel and one dude was end up being an FBI agent yeah Beanie big black the other yeah and Common actually got skills that you see at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, the team splitting the Sunday, they're splitting two, trying to work it out. And he's going to snitch and they're going to try to get him because gentlemen, he's not just part of the case. He is our case. And if I'm not mistaken, so, if I'm not mistaken too, they said that some of the old heads sided with uh buddy because he promised them, um, you know, a new, new way and all this madness and stuff like that. I'm not following no magician around. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sorry, I don't they're, care. They're like, you really thought he could do all this stuff about, you know, you make a living, saw people and have you start to believe your own bullshit. Okay. I like Andy Garcia. I, it's just, he just plays so, like, he never get upset or he barely get upset. Like, even at the end. It, would you take, take that, that gun, gun out of my back? Put the safety off, please. But you want to piss away your career? I take it right now. I was getting mad because that accent kept coming and going. I was like, what is that accent supposed to be? He sounded like he was an agent. Agent Smith from The Matrix. <laughs> like, I was trying to figure out, yeah, what is that accent? Like, he could have played it straight, and it's just not. So anyway, that's the whole thing. He's going to bring in and go after the mob, and then he breaks out Freeman Hell to my old wife. You know, he's one of old school, old part of OSS before his FBI. He went undercover, and it's like, I will change my face. I will take a piece of the bone out my chin, change the shape of my face. I will get a procedure called rhinoplasty, make my nose smaller. I will pair, I will pin my ears back. I will no longer look like an FBI agent. I will go undercover 
and infiltrate. Fam, you don't have to do all this. Just put on the hat, <laughs> the wig. <laughs> this, this is the way to get undercover. It's kind of like, you know, the Terminator, like when they first did it, like, oh, we, we had to make the T-800s. We had to fix them up because the old ones had rubber skin. Dogs picked them out, so we had to get new ones. And this man went above me. I'm like, I'm going to get surgery and change my entire face. This is way before face. This was in the, what, the 50s? It's way before the 40s? This is way before face off. Yeah. Um, yeah. He went. He did a lot. He went above and beyond for his job. Let's just say that. Uh-huh. He sure did. And yeah, and he really went above and beyond in more ways than one. So we got the whole thing broken down, and their whole so basically they're going to Vegas to make sure they get Buddy Israel before or the lawyers who hired Ben Affleck get there first, and before the hitmen get him first. Because make no mistake, gentlemen, the hitmen here they would be highly trained professionals, the best of the best, and they. Show each of them. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm. I was like, they broke down the entire movie. Yeah, and it's like what 25 minutes of talking, and then you finally get Jeremy Piven <laughs> in all his glory. Fuck you. Waking up. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Get out. Get the fuck off my. Stop touching me. You waking up? See all these women all laid out. There's like six or seven of them. So I'm like. I've never been, I've been to Vegas once it's like for school purposes. I'm not the type to just party like this. I know people who do. It just seems like I'm not into stuff that just makes your body feel worse. That's fair. Like when you, like I've seen people wake up and they got their head into like, I'm like, after doing that two times, I'm, I'm done. I'm all right. I don't need to be throwing up in the toilet. Yeah. Or like, you know, I can't move. But some people roll like that because they must have fun the night before. I've I've never needed that type of stuff to have fun. And this don't seem fun. It's like it might have been fun in the beginning, you know, the night before. The cleanup don't seem fun. And <laughs> women all laid out. And it's like, oh, but totally call a left message with lawyer. <laughs> what did you say? Huh? Why the fuck are you just staring at me like that? <laughs> did you hear me? What did you say? <laughs> Oh, he was not there. I left a message. What the fuck was that message? <laughs> Speaking of, I said, you know, I talked to him. He said, I called him back. Speaking of call back, what's this? <laughs> Looking like cinnamon roll. Cin- cinnamon, cinnamon roll. roll. The roll of the cinnamon. Jizz. <laughs> European jizz. Jizz on my jacket. Nah, we had to fight. Yeah, 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 we, yeah, we got it. We yeah, we got to. Cause one, you nasty, and two, you extra nasty. You pulling out and messing up my ten thousand dollar jacket. Yeah, oh, you got a window. Gotta throw hands. Like it, I, I take it in for cleaners. We take it in for cleans. <laughs> like it's fun. already soaked in. This shit ain't coming out. Like get out of here. So, so he goes, leaves. Beanie out there. I've seen. It's funny. Like I've seen this guy. And plenty of stuff because I saw him in um the second hair on Kumar. There it is. That's where I know him from. Uh huh. He out in the hood. They playing basketball and they trying to um racy profile pouring out a grape soda. He like I'm a, I'm a dentist. <laughs> like I remember seeing that in the movie theater and just laughed my ass off because it's like that's 
that's not regular racism. That's kind of like I did my like I've been around black people enough to know that's racist. Yeah, I, I, I felt yeah, like, like the whole grape soda thing. I'm like watermelon. Like normally, be like watermelon and bananas. Like that's old fashioned. That shit ain't changed for like hundreds of years. That's why they still do in Europe. Grape soda is very specific. Yeah, the only time I've ever seen the grape soda thing again was in uh, Bad Boys Two, when he was like, "Oh, do you mm-hmm. want some grape sodas?" <laughs> That's the only time I've ever seen it again. Where did that come from? Because I like grape soda, but I never really thought about it being a smart thing. I don't. Until it was like, I don't know. That's what, and there you got me thinking. When did that grape soda become like the thing that people pin pin on us? I, because we do drink grape soda. I'm like, yeah, they come from like grape and red. Smooth flavors, red, red, motherfucker. That's what flavor it is. <laughs> Like stop being like stop being dumb. So anyway, yeah. So he's going there cleaning up. Like get him out of here. You know you ain't gotta go. Come on, ladies, go. Time to go. Like get some more. Oh my he god. He's going through women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's like you know, find more women. BDC Wonger. He said, "Oh my god, I'm just looking at you right now. Shit, I know I had to be fucked up because you went from Beyonce. He said you went from Beyonce to." Something <laughs> she got bad. She's like, fuck you. Like that. Fuck we, you. We already did already that. Did that. Been there, done that. <laughs> and then they arguing, fall through a table. And, and meanwhile, Common is looking at all this like, like your ass would be looking. <laughs> You'd be yeah. looking at disgust. Like my ass. Would, yeah, it's basically that disgust. So that's what Israel like. You know, he's just. High coke. He still he a master the cards. He throwing cards that sticking in couches and shit like that. Like this man, he gambit. Yeah. At this point, where we put it in the movie, we don't know how much coke he ain't had so far. But he that, throughout this movie, he's getting high a lot. Yes. Oh, you find out more when you see later when his one his nostrils is like completely white. So yeah. So this is going on and. the Joe Egerton's going down to find Vitoli. Where's Vitoli? Yeah, we can see him. So he's going downstairs. And Vitoli is out the picture because Laszlo Slut has been there, killed Vitoli, and then, you know, proceed. Like he's going to take over and be Vitoli, end up being somebody else. My name is Vitoli. How could I be his assistant? <laughs> My name is Vitoli. How could I be his assistant? Spraying shit in his mouth like this man is—he's dedicated. He's yeah, when he want to get something done, he gonna get it done. And I want to know what the fuck did he spray in his mouth? I just wish I would have known. I want to know because I'm like, what's supposed to make his throat freeze? God damn, something. His voice cracky as fuck. <laughs> man, spray some raid down his throat. So he ended up doing that. Basically, he's gonna do that, but. Homie interrupts him, gets shot. So change of plan. We'll get back to him later. So Alicia Keys and Taraji Henson plan was how y'all get in? Pussy. Excuse me? Pussy. Pussy. Yes, pussy. He likes pussy. We're going to use his like a pussy to get in there. So Alicia Keys is going to pretend to be part of Entourage to get the jump on and get in there. Taraji Henson uh, is less than enthused about this. Uh, it's Alicia Keys is uh, Georgia Sykes, and, and Taraji P is uh, Sharice Waters. Let's come on, man. You're 
you don't remember these goddamn names. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on now. I'm always going to remember Georgia Sykes. I was like, who, who the hell thought of that name? And I just laughed because I won't wait till we get that line at the end when she met up with Common. But I'm just going to say it now. You saved this black man's life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck wrote that? So, but. but Common ad yeah, So that's the plan. He had to ad lib. That, that. that shit sound like something from the 70s, like the 1870s. Like Nat Turner would say that. <laughs> man. Harriet Tubman. <laughs> Cut it out. So that's the plan. She's going, you know, that's a good plan because it's kind of like she'll, you know, throw in the wig, fit in it like that, get the jump on, boom. And Taraji Henson got her back. Taraji Henson get the cracker jokes. Yeah, you're going to be one of them hoes on the whole stroke, sting your pussy around. I guess that's the path you want to get. Again, she does not like the women in the night at all. At all. <laughs> they get to the, because when they get there, it's like, y'all letting these skanks just come in here like this, just mess up your establish. Y'all got probably got burned in sheets and things like that. Don't that bother you as a woman? And this white lady does not want no problems. <laughs> she thought she had an easy day. She's like, come here, come here. She's like, I, I, I got nothing to do. Like, I'm just, sir, I'm just here to check you in. So, so, We'll get to them later. That's their plan. And Ben Affleck show Ben Affleck in the game shows up to Jason Bateman crib. Man, if you don't start calling these people by their names in the movies, it's Rip Reed. It's like forty five people in the fucking movie. You can remember Rip Reed. Not, he kept saying it. Rip Reed, how you doing? Rip Reed, how you doing? We are not talking about the Avengers. <laughs> now, who's about the Avengers? Oh, yeah. Did Chris Evans showed up and threw his shield. That is one thing. Listen, man, We what did you tell me earlier today? We are professional. No. There's too many people in this movie. <laughs> We're like, who Rip Reed? <laughs> and like, this is Smoking Aces universe that everybody know about. We call him by his name. So they show up there like, oh, so y'all gonna get him? Yeah, y'all see y'all like, y'all tough guy. You probably, you know, y'all used to be cops. They used to be like vice cops, you're like they're five, six, seven years. Oh, I guess they ain't teach you how to count, huh? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you're smart ass. Yeah. You. <laughs> you know, see, I got muscles. I got a bad body. Alcoholism. He said, bad. He said, I got alcohol. Oh, bad body. Thanks, God. <laughs> Basically, got like some, oh, he said something else too. And he's like, thanks, God. Is he supposed to have herpes in his, on his mouth? I wouldn't be surprised. Like, Jason B. It is, you know what's funny? Jason Bateman has this thing where he can be very nice where you want to believe for him, root for him, very pathetic where you feel bad for him, but you still want to win, or this complete prick. And yeah. it don't take that much to slide. Like, it's basically like I'm in the center and I might slide a little left or a little right. Because you see him like, you know, horrible bosses, a game night, it's like that. He's like, you know, straight arrow guy, might be a little fussy and anything like that. You see him in something like this, it's like this guy's pathetic. And then you see him in like Ozark, where it's like this dude's a, a white collar monster. And yeah. it's like itty bitty Jason Bateman. He's been really good for a really long time. And he minds his business. Underrated. He's <laughs> yeah. still good. Yeah. Yeah, he's been he been in a lot of stuff for like I forgot he was in it. Like he's been in a, it's funny. 
every time I, he pop up in Dodgeball, it's hilarious because, like, you know, he got the spiky hair. I know he's in there. I always forget that he's in there. <laughs> I never forget that he's in there. He's, got my, he's one of my favorite characters at one point when I used to watch that movie. That's a bull tragedy. I remember going to the movies and I was like, what the fuck is Jason Bateman doing in this movie? The first, yeah, so one day, the first thing we'll do that. Jason Bateman. Uh, the first thing I had to get this out. The first time I remember just knowing or seeing Jason Bateman was Teen Wolf Two. My God, I seen it a long time ago. But yeah, he doesn't talk about it too much. If people bring it up, he'll talk about it. But yeah, I know why. Yeah. All right. They basically say, "Oh, we gonna get him no problem. We gonna go in here." And they're basically their plan is they are going to eventually steal some uniforms for security, sneak into security, and scoop them up. They talk about in the car. Hey, you don't got the car? He took it out of the car. You trying to tell him the plan? What's he going on? Like, he was leading Peter into Berg. that boss the accent. It was funny. And Peter Berg is like, you know, come on, got the fucking car. You trying to talk to you? Tell the plan so basically their whole plan is that's what they're going to do they talking about this like you know while they're getting gas and meanwhile you just hear some loud music see a car drop by music dies down then it roll hear the music again and they proceed to gun them down i don't know why but the way ben affleck falls i always get a kick out of <laughs> Thank God about this fucking movie. That's how you feel. He's like, all right, time to go home. I'm sure he, he did take. He had probably had like a day of shooting, if that half a day. Probably two at most. So he out of there. Peter Berg out of here, and you think Martin Henderson's out of here? And Chris Pine proceeds to pretend to talk <laughs> to Dead Ben Affleck. I'm so, sorry. All right. I'm sorry. I forgive you. You just. <laughs> The wrong place, the wrong time. Yeah, you're right. Wish you wouldn't have met what. And meanwhile, the other two triple brothers start fighting. Yeah, for no reason. But no reason. No reason. Like, all right, let's go. Let's square up. <laughs> Gotta keep him on his toes. And he's like, all right, cut the grab acid. We got stuff to do. Here's the thing: they're wild and crazy. They're not dumb. No, they're not. They're strategic, even at the end. The way they was, you know, suited up and yeah, they're not dumb. It's racist. Yeah, that's racist. <laughs> and I forgot that only two of them died. So Martin Henderson got his fingers blown off, got thrown in a river with the rest of them, but survived. And he gets a whole storyline himself, but Which no goddamn that, that thank you. We got there. I was saving that. We did not need this. If he would have popped up in the end, I would have been fine doing it that way. But this whole little 15 minutes they gave to him, my God. House, the key with Ridlin with the nunchucks. Come on, do something. Call him the F word a couple of times. He got, yeah, I got catch you. He would have got kicked. Just bounced around. I'm going to take kid. And they watch the news about what else is going on. So that happens. Eventually hit the news. Some oh such and such Jack Dupree died da, 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 and all that and that riles everything up. I don't know why, but it's kind of like all this stuff going on. So, Mister No Finger, Mister No Fingerprints himself pretends to be FBI messing with the dude that's working there with guy. Ooh, I I, I, mean, I used to have acting this bad. 
<laughs> man, it was rough. There goes somebody right there. <laughs> man, like it was his first day. He's like, oh, I'm just trying here. I'm part of the FBI. Oh, yeah, so y'all work on the top floor, huh? We got a chic up there. Huh? Big roller. How much money comes? No, we're just doing maintenance. We do, we're trying to fix it. We need to fix it all the time. That's why they got all the security up there. Oh, just make sure nobody go to the wrong place. So he's like, oh, can I see what happened with the cameras or anything like that? He's like, oh, you asked a whole lot of questions. Can I see your ID again? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. And stabs him. Blood. <laughs> it's blood. Yes, it's blood. It's filling up your lungs now. Close your eyes. I don't want you be my face be the last thing you look. My man God said God might hold it against you if you do the last if I'm the last thing that you see. My goodness. And it's happening, nobody noticed it. Not even because he kicked the dude out. The dude that was in the room with him. hmm So he, he's there infiltrating and he proceeds to put a jacket on. And the dude knows it though. Yeah, we might as well talk about this scene because Ryan Reynolds has a good point when he tells him the story later. Because he's like, "Oh, so multiple FBI agents there, and you talk about oh, I saw an FBI agent, and then I saw the same guy. He had on security jacket. And he like, so you saw an FBI agent, and then you saw him with a security jacket on. Yeah, you didn't think that and was that strange. made sense. You didn't think that was weird." <laughs> I, don't know, I thought he was just trying to get up there. <laughs> I thought somebody gave it to him. Man, you gotta go. You fired, bro. Gotta go. I mean, to be honest, he's probably like 16 or 17. Yeah, you could tell he was young. So I always laugh at that part. So what okay, so this dude's here. Last little slits pretending to be Joe Egerton, because he murdered him. He making the face and everything like that. Not moving the face. He's so he's infiltrating. Last little sluts is, you know, infiltrating. No, Plaga dude's infiltrating. Trevor's on his way. And then, you know, Taraji and which, you know, I'm sorry, Georgia Sykes. There you go. That make you feel good. And I got to go to CIDB. Taraji Henson ain't not even. I got Taraji is on Sharice Waters. Sharice Waters. Sharice Waters. That's yeah. That sounds like somebody that robbed a liquor store once or twice. <laughs> Chill out, man. <laughs> so you said once or twice. Mm-hmm. At least one. At least once. Maybe twice. Maybe one and a half times. So Alicia Keys is dressing up in the wig and everything like that, getting herself ready to mow. You know, guy. Blah, 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 getting here. It's like, oh, did you go? Still go left. That's the path you chose, huh? Sling your pussy around, blah 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 blah. And Alicia Keys, she all like she John Wick. Yeah, she is armoring up. She 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 putting guns everywhere, guns and bullets. She ready? Yeah. Oh, so earlier when they checking the hotel, they talking about oh, you know, you need two beds, or you need one bed. Uh, uh-uh, nah, two. Oh, come on, you gotta hide. Baby, in one bed, it's like that. You need to hide a love, and at least you get the fuck off me. Yeah, she wasn't with the shit. Joking like that. Yeah. So, what I think is like, what I'm I'm guessing the relationship is that uh, during, I guess, as time's been passing, uh, Taraja P's character has been a little more aggressive with that. It might have been light, but now Uh it's starting to be more 
and she's like, wait a minute, is she serious or she, you know, she's looking at her sideways now. Yeah, and it just escalates because later on when she's getting ready, Taraji's just leering at her like, mm, the Tyrone call back? Nah, fuck that nigga. We, you know, we all we got. Yeah. I, I got I got all the love you need, girl. This, and Lisa Key is like, huh? She kind of looking like, I can't really react because she got a gun on me. She might blow my damn I mean, nah, <laughs> she's like, don't get it wrong. I still like dick. That's the look she had on yeah, her face. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of the gun, though, Taraji Henson didn't just have a gun. Oh, she had that fucking damn near. She had the Metal Gear Solid 5 gun. (laughs) (laughs) She tried to to shoot a jumbo jet out the sky. You know, I brought the 50. And any motherfucker come out here, I'm giving out dirt naps. Please. That's the type of gun if you brought Resident Evil 4. The bird should be like, what you do? Hunt an elephant. (laughs) Like, What's the that okay? Why she got that gun? Um, good question. Those bullets are like the size of an iPhone. They she, oh, iPhone Max. She definitely seemed like she didn't need that gun, but it seemed like she just wanted to use it. Mm-hmm. I ain't taking no chances, girl. Yeah, I brought the fifty. Talking about you brought the fifty. Yeah, I'm about to 50. I ain't know why I get nobody close to you. Any motherfucker try to try. I'm like, basically, I'm sending them to hell. And she does. Oof. That's just. They did some great camera work on that shit. Mm-hmm. So, everything's all set up. And meanwhile, comments like, oh, who down the phone? <laughs> what you talking about? You heard what I said? But I asked you a question. Pretend it's a rhetorical question. Oh, but before you get there, basically, um, Jeremy's primitive character has been fighting to give up the whole crew. He wasn't wanting to go get, he didn't want to give up everybody. But his uh, manager told him, manager slash lawyer, told him they want everybody. Ain't no one person. They want the whole crew. I get up my crew. I like the type to get up my crew. You got to get up your crew. Or you, or you ain't getting it. So finally, he decided to do it. And that's when he come up. What you talking to? Yeah. What did you mean? John say, you know what you mean what I mean. What I talk, it's a straight question. Treat like a rhetorical question. Like I already know the answer. Like you, basically, like you know, you ain't trying to turn me up because you know I put a lot of you know I'm out there on these streets getting these bodies, anything like that. You ain't have to worry about that. You ain't have to watch blood on your fingernails and blood off your hands, anything like that. I'm out here putting the workout. What do you see, Ivy? You see <laughs> what I show you. <laughs> It's just so good. It's just so that's the scene. It's so good because it starts out with him basically looking in the mirror and he takes off one of his contacts. So he's got a blue eye and a uh, brown eye. He's crying because he's just high shit and he knows he's he's fuck everything is falling apart. So he's crying and then that's when Colin and other eye and it's yeah. like, see what I want you to see. And it's like this strategy out there mess with the cars and everything like that. He's like, All right, I'm some see you, motherfucker. So after all of this setup, we finally get to the action part of the movie. It's like it's been an hour setup. Yes. So first, Ray Liotta's in there. Oh, can you hold the elevator? Because he gets there first. And they get split up. Because Meanwhile, while that's about to happen, Andy Garcia gets his file and finds out, you know, what really went on with Freeman. 
him in Hella, 1940, blah, 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 blah. And has a change of heart, a severe change of heart. And the whole movie changed from whatever's in this file. We'll get to that. So Ray Liotta shows up. They found out, you know, that Jack Dupree died. So they got to go ahead and run in my R.I.P. Ben Affleck. So he gets, <laughs> he gets in the elevator at the same time as El Placa, the plague, or whatever his name is. It's like, oh, you know, check security. And then the, the elevators go out. Oh, you going to call? Oh, I know. might reset. No, I can't do it from here. It's hooked up to maintenance. <laughs> I'd be like, what? Maintenance, huh? You can't. Why, why can't you call here? And then he's looking at him and he looks at the fingers. You remember the file? You shoot the string out. You're like, oh, that's the dude right there. Like, how long you been working here? I don't know, seven years. And eventually they pull guns out. And this shit is so ridiculous. <laughs> they just shoot each other like like 11 times and they just <laughs> fall to the ground. And Ray on his face while his hat is hilarious. Like, he's about to, like, he just trying to like pass gas. It looked like he was shitting on himself. He probably was. He got shot 11 times. He probably was. He ended up shitting on himself. His facial expressions. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, I'm glad you noticed that because I just couldn't stop laughing. It's ridiculous because they just falling at the same time and shooting each other at the same time and the reflex is just taking over and, you know, basically it's like, okay, so I guess they're both dead and they hear these gunshots and you know, Misha Key is like, oh, girl, what's going on like that? Somebody says, they just popped off. Da, 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 da. You know, thinking it's already over. So you hear that going on. Meanwhile, Laszlo Slick shows up. Did you think, you know, call? I clean all this shit up by myself. You gonna help, right? <laughs> you ain't talking. You got nothing to say. He just stand. Like, imagine somebody just looking at you, not talking. That got me so, dis- and you talking, and that's so disconcerting. <laughs> <laughs> he just looking all dumb. It's like you go, oh here boss says something. You go, I heard talk. And all of a sudden you hear and you get shot. With the hot lead in them. <laughs> I know you just said shoot me. They get shot three more times. <laughs> Shit's in the flying too. That was a big dude to be flying. And he getting himself ready to get the gloves out. And he's about to get ready. And meanwhile. While that's happening, Common has another, you know, basically right before this happens, the deal's off. Because whatever's in that file changes the whole thing called the lawyer and lawyer called, you know, deal's off. You don't want the deal's, the deal's off. off. They fucked we us. Got- <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, we got a deal. We got a deal. My God, I said I was going to do all that. They fucked us. Hey, son of a bitch, lock. <laughs> he ruined everything. He fucked us, and we just got fucked. Shout out to Booger from Original Nerds. <laughs> so that's happening. Comment was up like, you know, what's going to happen? You know, that type of loyalty beyond a dog ain't the type of loyalty you just throw away. This is some serious shit. He's just going to throw it away. You think old man Primo can so fuck he get mad. So, he, so he figured. What's going on that, you know, he's going to throw one of the bus to escape. And he's about to pull his gun out. And no matter how coked up Jeremy Piven is, he's still gambling. Because he throws a car and basically cuts on his eye and damn near blinds him. 
This man was given without the charge. <laughs> and then did your role. He hopped in the tub. Listen, man. And then all of a sudden, he just shooting all over the place. Security coming there. They think he killed. He killed Beanie. He's like, kill Beans. Yeah. Not Beans. <laughs> Stupid. Not Beans. Not beans. Like, what, what hand you cut cars with? <laughs> so, Kyle get handcuffed, and he, you know, he he's out of here for now. Meanwhile, the Trevor brothers show up, and they in another elevator. And I'm like, all right, I know they got security jackets on. It ain't no way in the world you're going to see these three motherfuckers walking around. This guy, they got security codes. Like, oh, yeah, they work here. Somebody would have been like, who hired them? <laughs> How did he get this job? Work release. I mean, this is not a strip club. We just get bounces that just did time. Like, come on now. This is a casino. So they just incognito just go in there. Like, you know, go, go up in there. Eventually, the elevators get all get turned off. And they all got to get in one way. Alicia Keys shows up and is like, oh, damn. Some shit went on. Like, what happened? They, they alive? Where, what's, what's going on with that? Dying. Dying, not dead. It's like, they both fed? It's like, no, nah, one's a fed. They say one's a fake. Tell me which one's, you know, fake. Because whoever ain't the real one, I'm killing them. She is not messing around. Not at all. So she's there. Then she gets hemmed up because Ryan Reynolds in the game finally shows up and she's trapped in the elevator with two soon to be corpses, not realizing that they're both alive. And, and yeah, she realized she's hemmed up. She realized she needs help. So she opens up the menu. She hits the select button, opens up the menu button. It's, it's R2 and selects quiet like this Metal Gear Solid 5. Pulls out the um the red light for a target, and Taraji Henson proceeds to shoot these people with a fucking elephant gun. Yeah, they, they are flying. She letting that thing go. Boom! Then two seconds later, somebody flying like nine feet. Mm-hmm. You know how scary that is. Like you hear, like normally you hear a gunshot, and it's like you're shot, they fall. You hear a gunshot, and a second later, somebody just flying through a wall. And okay, when we, when we get to the second part of that, this shit pissed me off because all of a sudden Ryan Reynolds was like, "Oh fuck it, I'm just gonna kneel here with my friend. Fuck this gun shooting." Yeah, bro, you better duck. I mean, here's the thing: they trying to shoot back. I'm like, she's shooting from another building. Yeah, I'm like, who? What? What aim? Are you, what? Like, you don't even what see. What y'all him. doing? <laughs> I'm like, y'all put two and two together. Me, you think somebody out there with a shotgun <laughs> around the alleyway? It's like somebody shoot. Through a wall, what you think you're gonna do? Oh, return fire! Like this is not the Matrix. I mean, they tried this shit was one sided. So she shoot about like four or five of them, just slaughter them, and then release the key. He's letting some shots off. Homie Plaga wakes up, shoots her twice, like shoots in the side, about to kill her. The radio to let some shots off, saves the day. And she just, you know, she escapes because they about to have her hemmed up. She escapes to the elevator. Elevators escape while they're getting gunned down. Meanwhile, she don't realize that she's, Taraji don't realize that she's shot because the microphone stopped working. So she's thinking that, she, she eventually thinks that she's dead after she gets a second view. Because she gets up, you know, it's a different room. Sees a girl laid out. Like, ah! yeah, that cried <laughs> baby voice. She saw her boo laid out. She was upset. 
that, you know, like I said, nobody cry like Taraji Henson. <laughs> Taraji Henson could do that black woman cry. And she did that, and she just letting off shots. And meanwhile, Ryan was like, fuck this, fuck. Come on, wake up. Critical. No, no, no. Like, yes, he got shot 11 times. You know he's going to die. Yeah. And he's getting all mad, just shooting at the, just shooting all over. Plus, I'm like, this ridiculous. So that goes on. The Tremor brothers show up. And did they throw a smoke grenade? Uh, yeah, it was some. I don't know if it was a smoke grenade, but it was something to try to camouflage what was going on. It's a smoke, and these men just run. They don't, no guns, they got chainsaw and blades and body armor, <laughs> and they just run through and just start cutting people. I'm like, yeah, this, this security is trash, just murdering all these folks, no thing, getting you know. I'm like, if you see somebody that gets armed, why are you shooting at the chest? Shoot him at the head. Basically. Nah, I'm going to see this big metal plate like it's Iron Man. I'm like, (laughs) you guys are not good at your job. No, they are not. So that's going on. They merge security. And you know who's good at his job? Common. Yeah. Surprisingly, because his hands are handcuffed. Mm -hmm. He shoots. One of them in the knees, lays him out and kills him. Then, then and Kip passes the other dude, so he kills himself by sitting on his chainsaw. I forgot this scene. This is disgusting. I had to take him out of there, though. It was either him or <laughs> it was yes. either them or him. Yes, and but Chris Pine's still alive. Sees this dude there, about to kill him, and then Misha Keys show up limping. You know, Texas standoff scares him off so he escapes and it's like oh yeah all right girl yeah, i got shot no, don't don't think too much i came up here to rip shit up he's like you know i was going to probably do something bad to you like oh no because they'd be like oh what you up anybody's like what you up here for but israel <laughs> you here for israel chris pine you here for israel huh <laughs> they're like we want the same thing huh like his accent was, was ridiculous i can't remember this man was kept. This man's a movie star now. <laughs> a Who movie movie star. Yeah. A movie movie star. This man is Steve Trevor and Captain Kirk. And he just. I'm just on here. Uh, I guess we're just playing. My day just made right now. I'll see you when I get to heaven. You think I'm going to be coming to heaven? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, he escapes. She lets him escape. And then they talk. He's like, you know, you say the black, you say you say the black man's life. QN seventies music. <laughs> In the credits, Lord, they, they out here flirting hard, and it's like, I'm like, yeah, because let me get your number off set. Wait a second, I was almost thinking, I was like, it'd be hilarious if this is most step instead. Because I'm thinking about that video. Oh yeah, <laughs> gotta get some hot chocolate and fish, man. You want the bubble guts for real, don't you? Every damn day. <laughs> that's a that's a nasty ass meal. That's somebody you know. Whoever directed like like yeah. I don't even think it's no direction. Hot they probably asked fish? him what he eat. They probably yeah. Hey, what's one of your favorite meals? Oh, fish and hot hot chocolate. Yeah. Oh, speaking what? of most speaking of most deaf. 
He is so fucking hilarious in Dave Chappelle's show. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I know like we all know that, but I was just going back and watching it the uh, last couple of days. Like, days, I'm like, most deaf is a fool. <laughs> like, he is a very talented actor where you don't think about his like rappers turn actor. Yeah, he don't. So that goes on. They, go ahead. Yeah, they eventually going down the steps and Ryan Reynolds is pissed. He's like, look, and at least he keeps trying to break it down. Like, I ain't shoot your man. I ain't got nothing to do with you and your bureau. So we can just, you know, walk away, go home, or we just keep doing the same thing we've been doing all day and just, you know, die. That's what you want to do. She basically talking down because he's like, no, nigga, put the fucking girl down and put the gun down. I'm going to paint it with arterial blood. I'm going to paint the walls with arterial red or. <laughs> Brain matter gray. I'm like, nobody talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it ain't nobody. I have learned that a lot of screenwriters write in a way where like human beings do not talk like that in real life unless they watch too many movies. Like, I'll paint the walls with your blood. Who the what the fuck you ever hear somebody say that? I know I mean you on the street, you have to shoot the fair one. It's like when this is over, I'm gonna paint the playground with your blood. You be looking at him like this motherfucker's insane. He's been watching too much TV. Know why we talk? Know why we talking like super villains in real life? Except red, except <laughs> Wait, you know what? That used to be the knock on um uh, uh what's that show? Uh, 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 Dawson's Creek because these six, uh, fifteen and sixteen year old were talking like some damn <laughs> uh, thirty year old scholars. <laughs> I watched that. I know that a lot of shows and movies is kind of like. Some of these people talk like they ready to work, like they ready to have Maximus come come back to Rome. Like, <laughs> no, you're an accountant. <laughs> Why are you talking like a Roman senator? Like that shit don't fit. It's like somebody just want to show they got classical education, want to be smart. And it's a lot of it's a lot of lines in this movie like that. So anyway, he lets them go. They walking out. Taraji Henson all crying. She just happened to look through the window and sees that she is hurt. She hurt. is hurt. Yeah, yeah, my baby, baby girl. They all flirting hard, and she hurt, and then she dead. They finally come out. Let, ain't no police freeze. <laughs> nah, yeah, they got took her out. Fuck all that. She, she, was, she killed like five of them. Yeah, ain't, ain't no Kyle Rittenhouse here. Tell me, I'm gonna get you a ham sandwich and let you go freely. Like, no, you catching them shots. So that storyline done. And we're going to get to the end of the Truman storyline because the dude that survived somehow crawls out, shows up at a crib somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Oh, you take these pills. I, I had this. I had my hysterectomy. Don't worry, my little boy. You know, his mama just left him one day. He ran off. I can see why this dude, how riddling, swing around nunchucks, just wilding out. Man. Like, just like, ha! Yeah! Ha! She put my man in the tub and he threw an ice cream sandwich in there. <laughs> you want something, dog? What? 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 Yeah, I would have kicked him. And meanwhile, he's watching the news. He realized what's happening. So he survives and he's keeping up with what's going on by watching the news. And, you know, he gets his arm wrapped up, takes some pain pills, shows up. Because Chris Pine, oh, Chris Pine, funny. Oh, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and just stop crying, just walks away. 
And then you're about to get in the car like, that's your car? Nah, I'm just, I'm commandeering it. I'm FBI. FBI. So that's why he's doing me late. You're like, oh, oh, yeah, you. <laughs> oh, sorry late. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Sorry about that. And they just talk like, you know, just one of them days that shit happens, you know, sunshine on the dog's ass every now and then. Like some gobbledygook. Like they all talk out of it. And then it's like, they basically like, you know, I see you on the other side, he's walking away. And dude, like, you know what? Fuck this. And just without even looking, like he rolled cop. Guns him down. Like, yeah, we didn't. 100 yards away. <laughs> we really didn't need this guy's story. We really did. Man, he had seven fingers and his story ends. So that happens. So last, so meanwhile, Buddy Israel find out the news that you know ain't no deal. He's trying to commit suicide, stick a gun in his mouth, and then he can't do that because he have a heart attack. That's what happened when you snort the, the equivalent of a donut worth of cocaine because his nostril was white as, as a router. Yeah, they did a good job with makeup and all that shit as far as the kids. I didn't need to, need to see all that shit. It was too good. Well, maybe. Not in his nose. Well, we didn't um, have to get that close. Sweating everything. Like, like, so he laid out. Lazo slipped there about to do something. About to poke him. And then I was like, oh, police. And then he's they got him all hemmed up. He's still not talking. Ryan Reynolds there, and Freeman Heller shows up. Where's Carella Mesna? Carella's is dead. Where's on account for? Account for him. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one of the few times he get riled up. So that's going on. He's like, I need to debrief. And he tell you what's going on, right? Because basically, what happened is the deal changed once Locke found some. Once Andy Garcia found some information, but he didn't tell them. Right. And Ryan Reynolds is pissed because he felt like he just walked in the damn booby trap. Like he walked into like you know a situation he didn't have to without the right knowledge. People died, and he feel kind of feel a certain way. So they arguing, going back and forth. And meanwhile, Lasso still escapes. It's like, oh no, 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 he keeps he up there. I'm like, what? They thought he was Batman. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, bro. What? You been hit this whole time, man. Get your ass up. They went around the corner. I was tied up, and he threw the mask under the bed and walked away. Escapes out of there. Out of there, and then you see the Swede there, and it's like, oh man, had a me off. We gotta do something. So this is when you find out what the whole point of the movie really was about. So this Swede was not a sad. Nope. He wasn't a hitman. He was a heart surgeon. Right. And why heart was he a heart surgeon? Shit? He Because he was there to do a heart transplant. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Now, where was he going to get this heart from? You don't get it from Buddy Israel, the man he clipped, a.k.a. his son. Yeah, so Primos Maraza was basically walking around. He had an affair with a showgirl. They didn't have an abortion. She did paternity tests, and it was his son. Raised his son, you know, basically like, you know, raised him well, everything like that. And then, knew some, you know, blood, blood, 
up, man. So he wanted his heart to live. And why did he want to live? And why was he trying to make a deal? Because Primo Sparaza wasn't always Primo Sparaza. Well, who could he have been? Remember all that talk about Freeman in the surgery? <laughs> and one of the things they talk about, oh, he got plastic surgery. You know, that was vain. I guess he was like addicted. They're like, why Primo Sparaza had all this surgery and anything like that? He's trying to figure out. So what happened was Freeman Heller became on the cover, made up a name of Primo Sparaza, and didn't stop reporting. Got a little too deep. So they thought he turned. So they tried to but they didn't. So the whole story was Primo Sparaza killed Freeman Heller. No, the FBI tried to kill Freeman Heller, didn't kill him, but he had to get so much surgery that he just, you know, had to keep getting plastic surgeries to survive. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna be Primo Sparaza for real. Mm-hmm. So he's been in the mob for like 40 years. He was always an FBI agent. They tried to murder him. Now it's like, oh, like we can make a deal. So the whole thing is the FBI wanted to make a deal with Primo Sparaza to keep him alive, to get intel. Nobody else know about what happened back then because they're all dead. So we can just make up our own story about, oh, you know, bygones be bygones. So we're going to do all this. So and Ryan Reynolds. Like debrief, like, like the blacklist, basically. Ryan Reynolds finds all this out. <clears throat> at the end, because he pretty much forces uh, Andy Garcia to tell him. And when I tell y'all this, 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 this was super, super long, and it just felt like the movie should have ended like twenty minutes ago, maybe even twenty five. And we get to the point, and we have this long, long, long drawn out thing of uh, Ryan Reynolds going inside the. I guess the, the hospital room, or I don't know what what did they have them in exactly? Like Kate, I don't know. It was what, like a hospital. Yeah, yeah like they would like I see you about to do a heart transplant. It's like, please, you know your career is over. Can you tell me my fucking face? <laughs> that gun from my back, and please put the safety on for God's sake. He tells. I know you're mad. You had a long day, and I let it slide. Oh, I didn't, you know, because I know you're suffering. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a chance. You want your career? You want your career to be over? It's over. You want to tell you this very nation over? Or I can tell you the story that's going on. Your choice. You want your career to be over, Agent Mesner? Tracy's telling this story. Ryan Reynolds hears all this. And he's like, "All right, I understand." And then goes in the room and pulls the plug for both of them. So they both die. Takes you know, unload. His gun on those to bullets, put down the badge, and sitting there, and they banging on the glass, let them in, and that's how the movie ends. Dry as fuck. Like Ryan Reynolds got revenge for his partner who died needlessly, and for all the lies and BS. Which, and to be fair, it's like the same thing like Brad Pitt in Seven. Yeah, you get it. It's kind of like you know you understand yeah. exactly where he's coming from. But it's just so abrupt. It's like they just drop this bombshell on at the end, make you care about all this thing. It's kind of like Buddy Israel was a plot point. Yeah, that and that's he's, the end. He's like, he's a plot point, and that was his whole thing. I'm just, I'm faking you out. I'm just like, it was never really. It used to be about him. It ended up being about Primo Sparaza. Yeah, who you barely knew at all. And really, Primo Sparaza is Freeman. Yeah, Freeman Hella. You save his Barraza. I'm saving Hella. 
That was some. That was some. You know what the accent that was? I was reminiscent of uh, Keanu Reeves in The Devil's Advocate, the Florida accent. I don't lose. I win. I'm a lawyer. That's what I do. Oh, oh God, yeah. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite good bad movie. I saw that movie theater twice. That's how much I like that movie. I watched it. That's that. back when I, I was broke and I went I saw it twice in the movie theater. If it's streaming, I'm watching it from time to time. So yeah, it's a fun movie. Fun bad movie. I don't know if I have it on DVD or Blue Bird. I, I feel like I should have it. It was streaming on like HBO or Cinemax. I just love that movie. But that, this is smoking Ace. Yeah. And ugh, I'm like, yes, this he, is not a movie I would seek out like I the only reason I watched this is because we picked this. Like I, I saw it, yeah. And then like every now they come on cable, but I don't stay to watch. I'm like, it's just too much, you know. It's just it's too many flaws. Too it's it's too many flaws in the movie, and it's it just it's not. I guess it's an hour and forty eight, but it feels longer. Like I said, that last third act is just like woof, because they're trying to close up every single thing, and it's like. Well, I mean, you open this book, so I guess you got to close everything. But I think it was just a better way to do it. And they didn't do it the way I would have done it. But I don't get paid to do this shit. So, you know, it was what it was. I don't think, like I said, this ain't a movie I will go out to look at again. But I wanted to see it again for myself and do it for the show. Because it is, I still say it's a polarizing movie. Because I've had plenty of people say, oh, I love that movie. And I'm like, you love it or do you like it? No, no, I love it. Okay. I can I can see why people love it. I mean, if you I ain't think, doing uh, shit yeah, why? and you just watching it like in a big group or something like that, but you seem like you got to pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of shit you got to pay attention to. Because if you, let's say, all right, y'all all in the room, y'all talking in that first act, that first 20, 25 minutes, you going to be somewhat, what the fuck is going on? What, what? You going to be asking too many questions. Yeah, I just laughed that Kate Blanchett did a much better job breaking down the whole, breaking down the Lord of the Rings than Ben Affleck did breaking down this movie. Oh God! <laughs> I thought I thought about that because I'm like, if I had never, I hadn't read the book of Lord of the Rings, like I knew about it, but I, I, like I read the Hobbit, I never read Lord of the Rings. So first time I watched it was on Blu-ray, and within five or six minutes. Kate Blanchett broke down everything that was important. I'm like, all right, I'm in. That's in, and you know how deep the damn Lord of the Rings is. That that book is like as thick as a goddamn Bible, and she, you know, it's, she tells you everything that's important. She tells you the whole plot of story, and you go. Ben Affleck in three times the amount of screen time does a worse job. Like yeah, it's just like that. Yeah, there while he's shooting pool, nice shot. No, Mike's. Whatever. <laughs> like this shit. It's it's somebody trying to be cool, and it, it's a lot of stuff like that. And you know why it bothers me? It reminds me of stuff on Twitter when people are just trying to be like you know they're playing around. Really dumb. Cam pointed something out to me one time. Tomorrow, a lot of people like he had some friends, and they be pretending to be something on Twitter, and in real life, oh, they like teddy bears. They all nice stuff like that. They just play edge lords on TV, that type of thing. I can't stand it. Be who you are, bro. Stop, stop, put like, stop with that Andrew Dice Clay shit. Stop playing a role. Yeah, this movie feels like it's trying to be something. Yeah, because we saw how that playing a role worked out for Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> hey, can we die? Can we die? <laughs> Her lips was on my cock. Whoa! Yeah, it was like 
Um, and people bring, and that's how a lot of people tweet. They just say, you know who tweet like that? White wrestling fans. Everybody, the ones who like making Chris Benoit jokes in 2020. Yeah, them type of fans. Nah, I, you know, yeah. you dead ass right because that whole um, old girl getting engaged and the shit that was being said this morning. I'm like, what the oh. fuck is going on? I mean, if you really think about it, no. I if you really think about it, you need to be in prison. <laughs> if you really think about, it. I'm like, it's oh, Twitter has just turned me off lately. Uh, like, wrestling Twitter, that, wrestling Twitter has pretty much. I'm just, I'm in my yeah, bubble. Just wrestling Twitter, right? Wrestling Twitter, sports Twitter, political Twitter, because too many of it have too many male gatekeepers. The only difference is like sometimes it's black gatekeepers, most times it's white ones, male. And they are trash. It's and, too much of that. And like even today, like I'm trying to watch the game and like, yeah, I learned if you enjoy sports, don't go on Twitter. Do not go on Twitter while your team is playing. Or don't follow your team. So I'm gonna piss you off. Just say, shit, just say shit. That shit is like they hate watch. And you always find some white. <laughs> white racist person it would say father, son, holy ghost. And his dog, I love my dogs. Gonna say something sideways about a black player. Never fails. Yeah, or Carson yeah. Wentz. <laughs> yeah. If, if your API has a Carson Wentz jersey on there, y'all, you know, Carson Wentz trading, get rid of I'm like, you need to change your API then. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that didn't Like, Eagles Twitter's hilarious. It's like, yeah, Doug Peterson, them gotta go. They need to be fired. I'm like, don't judge nothing during a damn pandemic. And I'm like, it's way. As bad as Eagles is playing, the fact they're still in first place to tell you all you need to know about the other team in that damn division. How how do you think Cowboy fans feel right now? We got a shot still. They ain't got no damn shot. I mean, they, you seen them people? They you seen them? <laughs> they, you seen them people? They bring them back to play no. them quarterback. I never heard of half no. of them. Dude, man, ain't that gonna be uh, that quarterback they put out there that Sunday night? Ben DiNucci, he's like, <laughs> We gonna have you not throw the ball. We got all these. Oh. They had like fifteen plays scripted, and after that, it was a wrap. <laughs> He's out here running damn wishbone. And I'm like, what in the world? I'm like, Colin Kaepernick. I'm like, yeah, anyone talking? About, oh, you know, you're good enough to play. I'm like, all you do is show that game and show this is the richest franchise in sports, and they ran out somebody from ECW. To be the quarterback <laughs> on national TV and thought that shit was gonna fly like good grief. But no, I guess this is the time we talk about all this stuff. So versus coming up and it's Gucci Mane and Young Jeezy. And wow. I have seen it is funny. It is a real divide on rap fans between like who likes who. Cause I don't see I don't know why rap friends are like both of them. This a one or the other type thing. Okay, what are you then? Oh, I'm a Young Jeezy fan. Okay, I be all all the way, and I make a joke. It's kind of like, who you gonna like? The guy that raps about selling drugs or the guy that raps about using drugs? I mean, but yeah, man, Gucci cleaned up now, man. He ain't all about that. Now, yeah, man. now, yeah, yeah, and it's like I always, and it's kind of like you go on Twitter. It's like it's a whole lot of people assume Gucci gonna wax him, and I'm like, all right. If y'all say so, and somebody put a whole thing to about people like people have this, you know what I said? Yeah, listen, Young Jeezy, he he wanted a few rappers that maybe want to sell cocaine because everybody else seemed like they lying. 
Yeah, like that's a whole thing. Young it's young Jesus said, I don't know how true it is. He said the reason he started rapping is when he used to sell drugs and was rich, he still didn't get the attention the rappers got. Even though he had more money than they did. That sounds like something he would say. It's because he always said, like, I don't rap, I just talk. His whole songs, like, he will let you know I'm not a rapper. Like, I don't do that whole bars and hook shit. I just talk about what I do. And it worked. And it worked until Rick Ross came. Yeah. <laughs> You're right about uh-huh. that. Rick Ross lied, lied about the top. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, better be, like, Rick Ross is, that's the whole thing. Rick Ross is an excellent rapper. He has a great ear for beats. And once, like, you do always lie in rap. But once Rick Ross lied, got caught, and got away with it, that truth shit went out the window. It it does not matter. You can lie all day long. Yeah, because it didn't matter. It didn't matter back in the fucking eighties. No, it no no no. It mattered, but not like eighties. It's kind of like okay, we know Special Ed doesn't own an island exactly. Have, like like the West Indies and like that. Nineties is kind of like people want to be more authentic. They knew you might exaggerate a little bit, but it was like. You knew enough about Biggie Smalls to know he was probably doing some dirt and Wu Tang and Nas. You don't know to the extent. And it's you no know why it used to matter. Cause if it didn't matter, you saw the slander Mob Deep got because of Jay Z Summer Jam. Tomorrow, you know, probably used to go to ballet school. Oh yeah. And all all that shit. And then it kind of came back. And I never thought about like the Jay Z tomorrow. How many bricks he say he lost? <laughs> Oh, I 70, 70 what? He alive? <laughs> come on now. Uh, like I ain't in the game, but look, let's let's be real. I know how much a brick worth. You lose 70 of them. You ain't just rapping about tomorrow. Yeah, I lost that, but so what? I bounced back. You, you in a coffin. Man, it's 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 funny how rap is if rap is selective, that's what I'll say. You were right about the 90s when they tried to bring more, you know, authors, authors, you know what I'm trying to say. Authenticity. And you saw how 50 Cent basically knocked Ja Rule off the paint. Right. But then he tried the same thing with Rick Ross. And nobody cared. Nobody cared. Yeah, because like Rick Ross was good enough to, no, people cared, but like Rick Ross was good enough to overcome it. And that was when rap changed because that was around the time Kanye West basically like, Ascend the throne, and that's where it's like it used to be a time where like the top rappers were all like tough guys, and then ever since Kanye West, and then after him Drake, yeah, that shit you do not gotta be tough. Yeah, but I think it was always ah uh, well yeah that's just going down a rabbit hole as as far as that goes because we can pick certain rappers, but I get what you're saying. Um, I would say it's the equivalent of like John Cena. Like John Cena would have. Flamed out in the attitude era. Not because he wasn't good, but ain't no way in the world he would have got all them chances with the rock and stone. Oh Cold no, it, it would have been like, very man, or like Rock Lesnar Kurt Angle. Like he was not the he was basically an accident. But they all gone, and it's a different thing. Yeah, you can sell John Cena. It's the same, like I say, the same thing with like you know, with rappers now. People get on me saying, you know, how come you don't like we talked about before, how come you don't like Kendrick Lamar like that? Like I I'm in my 40s. I've been heard that. Like, I heard that from Ice Cube and I heard it from Nas when I was a teenager. I'm, I'm a grown-ass man. He ain't telling me nothing I didn't hear 15 years ago. So this whole, like, it's not... That rap isn't for me. 
So it's nothing wrong with that, but it's kind of like I I listen to new rap, but it's kind of like I need to listen to stuff that I actually like. And that preachy shit don't work for me anymore. You don't, I'm grown. I got a 401k. You don't need to preach to me no more about how to live your life. I know how to eat my vegetables and love and love black women. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar, so, dope. He's dope. And then uh, you know what? Nah, that little short man with that nasally voice, just talking oh, to everybody, just a dope. hypocrite. Yeah, yeah, all right. He's dope. Yeah, he's dope because ain't nobody else doing what he do. I mean, I and you know what? If you feel that way, I appreciate that. But I just don't. I don't agree with that because you know, you know me anyway. My hip hop is no, different from yours. What no, I listen to, thing like this. No, he's growing up in an era where it's not a lot of people doing. Like he's the best doing what he does because he's very talented. It also helps that like there's nobody in his lane. In his lane, J. Cole. No, J. Cole put you to sleep. I don't care what nobody says. Exactly. Like, there's nobody else doing what he's doing that's as good as hell. So he has that lane all by himself. And he's the type of rapper where if you black and got a degree, you can like him. And white people like him. I don't know about that one. I ain't, I don't, nah, I don't know about that. White people, no, white people love, they love bragging about how much like Kendrick Lamar because they make them feel authentic. Yeah. If you white like Kendrick Lamar, it's like, yeah. I like skilled rap. I like talented rap. Trust me. Well, well, oh, never mind. I, I just don't agree with that. But why? I know what you're why saying. Why I know exactly what you say. I just don't agree with it. I, I just don't. I, I don't know a lot. Of, I don't see a lot of people talking about Kendrick Lamar. What I do see is a lot of people that you know talk about J. Cole. That's the one I see. About, you know who talk about Kendrick Lamar? NBA white NBA Twitter. <laughs> Stop. No. No. Just no. No. Hey, you know when they talk about Kendrick Lamar? When he drops. That's the thing about rap now. People talk about you when you drop stuff. And they talk about you for like a week. And then it's on to the new thing. That's I mean, the, we, we it's like you can drop something quick. It's kind of like it ain't no you talk about something that came out. Back when we was listening to rap, it was like, you know, drop a single. Drop a video, another single. Drop an album. You might talk about an album for like you might talk about an album for like five or six months. That's like true. And, then y'all, and yeah. now it's like Netflix, where it's like it dropped Friday, and by Tuesday you're done talking about it. I think we got we got some uh, good good uh, month month no two or three months out of Pimp the Butterfly when he came out with that. Now after the third one, I mean you want to? I mean because it's Kendrick Lamar. It's like he want to man. It's talking about men that went like a Pulitzer. So yeah, he's the exception. It's like the, it's like the same thing with Drake. It's kind of like he puts out so much stuff. You always talking about him, always because like well, every I such a month, he might bring stuff out, and it's kind of like if you constantly bring stuff out, you talk about future. You talk up, you like you make the jokes about future on Friday. Oh, it's toxic. I'm still going to listen to it, and then it's like I'll wait for the next one. Yeah, it's, no, it's no substance. That's, it don't last. None of his music lasts. I mean, it's club music. Look. Substance, you know, his stuff is a certain di- dynamic, and it worked for that dynamic. Though Drake stuff is, when I think about stuff that ain't out, stuff is Drake. But that's neither here nor there, because I know what Drake fans are like. Drake proved that if you not threatening and you make people dance, they will love you. And yeah. I always make the joke that he's the only reason he enjoy being black. You get to say nigger. Cause there's nothing about him screaming that like I know about the struggle or I nothing you know he talk about the same stuff I used to be you didn't like me back in the day <laughs> and, that, and like when was he broke 
when he was a he was on a TV show when he was a teenager. So what is this? He won't get love. Like That's what he's saying. He. he was like, Drake wasn't getting the love that he wanted. I think that's mostly what he talking about. He ain't talking about being broke. He talking about like people, you know, I want on so people didn't pay started, attention to me. Started from the bottom, now I'm here. You must have been talking about when he was born. <sighs> I mean, come on now. It's not like he, it's, and I'm not begrudging his fame or his success because like if you make it, you make it. But like, you can't be a TV, you can't be a teenage TV star and talking about the struggle. Like that shit is not going to hit. I like, mean, how many people are talking about Degrassi though? When he, like, I know it's a thing and I know, don't get me twisted. I know people watch the show, but it came, it became big when he became big. Oh yeah. yeah. But I'm, you know so, what I'm saying? But the point, I'm not using that as like he was a superstar. I mean, the point where he was making. He wasn't doing that for free. It's like if Ghostface was on head of the class. <laughs> that whole I'm clicking roaches out cereal box line ain't hitting the same. Ah, uh, okay, that works a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, well, anyway, who do you think gonna win between Gucci Mane? I, and I think it's gonna be a tie because I think it's so split is even, and my hope for this is neither one of them. This doesn't need to be like those ones where they go, oh, let's go overtime. No. Those two need to have a, a certain number. I don't know if you want to say 12 or 15 or 10, whatever it may be, and they play just their best songs, best mixtape songs, whatever, and rock it that way. Don't try to extend this shit for a long time. But um, I'm a, I, I, and, uh, I, it's, it's also one of the ones where you're getting people, like it's like Monica and Brandy, where like, you get people who, who do not like each other. That's gonna be interesting. <laughs> it's gonna be this is this is gonna be interesting. I can't wait for it. It's gonna be interesting. Um, imagine how the energy gonna be in that room because they ain't gonna be like, oh yeah, we friends. Yeah, it's like y'all gotta like meet up a two or two or three days before this or something because if y'all just seeing each other, uh, I don't know. We'll see how it play out. But uh, I mean, you can't shoot nobody on versus. Yeah, I know, but it should be fun. But. You never know, cause like it ain't gonna be like two chains and Rick Ross, where they got strippers and throwing ones and eating crab legs, and even the Brandy and Monica one was just kind of like, it was weird, cause Brandy was like a, you realize how much of a weirdo Brandy was, so it was it was never like yo, Gunica gonna punch in the face. It was just like Brandy was just like trying to be friendly and cringy, but she didn't know how to do it. So and Monica realized that she like oh whatever, yeah, this one's gonna be like. Six, seven, you know, I mean, it wasn't no beef. I mean, uh, the punch in the face happened, ye- what, 20 years ago? Eh, like I said, we got. Imagine forgetting, getting, imagine being in a room with somebody punching the face. Like, oh, yeah, that was back in the This ain't wrestling. Well, what I'm saying is, I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure that they may have seen each other after that. They may not have been around each other for a long time or period, but I'm figuring, like, Brandy didn't come in there with no ill feel, and Monica was probably just on the defensive. And it was just hey, it worked out because I saw the behind the scenes of after yeah, it went off. So it seemed like Randy hugged her, and Monica looking at her like get the fuck off me, <laughs> but whatever. I, I posted on my Instagram. Yeah, so somebody like they, one of people look like they enjoyed that hug a lot more than the other person did. We'll leave it at that. So I'm curious to see you know because I'm actually off Wednesday, so I'm get a chance to watch it. Now I'm curious to see how that goes. But beyond that, it's kind of like what do you think about the pending one? The pending uh, trial, crawl, quest, and outcast. 
Good Lord. White Twitter's going to be, ins- they're going to be insufferable. Insufferable. I'm going to be insufferable. That's what's going on. I'm, I'm saying on Twitter that night. I, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't like neither one of them. Hey, I respect them. Oh, no. They're very talented. Oh, no. I don't like either one of them. I think Outkast, they all gas. Oh, you know, that's the Graves group all the time. Like, because oh, no. they're from the South and they got lyrics. What is wrong with you tonight? No, it's, I bet. We can't listen to goon think. shit all the time, man. I want to elevate my mind. What's elevating your mind about sometimes flowers smell like boo boo? What are you talking about? Like, come on now. Benita Applebaum. Like, I'm like, I like Buddy and the Jungle Brother. Like, come on. That's that. Yeah. We are not. We are grown. Can I kick we it? We should not be talking yeah. about what's elevating our mind anymore. Like, you say that when you coming to age you a teenager listen man we're an adult i'm 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 a fucking hipster and you know damn well tribe gonna knock and outcast gonna be having hits man that's gonna be fun if they can get that one that's gonna be a fun one it'll be fun for y'all and i'm man. sure twitter like oh yeah it's real this how real rap should be with lyrics <laughs> and with feelings and you're a goo man you're a goo that's all it is it's like y'all be talking that like no i paid it goon shit Outcast couldn't teach me nothing in school because I was busy studying physics. Like I paid attention to school, so them talk about the. the <laughs> I always laugh like mom talking about y'all here talking that space shit that we making no sense. See, see, you Whatever see, I you see what you're talking about. Man. You like all that gangster shit. You don't gotta listen to that gangster shit all the time. I just laugh. It's not that I listen to it all the time. It's like I listen to. Keep in mind, I'm in my forties, so. If you so if I started listening to the late 80s and I was like Big Daddy Kane and Rock Kim and fucking right. okay. enemy and NWA before Ice Cube left and like and then Ice Cube later, it's like Yeah, they all con- like NWA used to be conscious as hell until Ice Cube left. And people tend to forget that. Yeah. Like I mean, that was that was Big the heart. Daddy he was the heart of the group. Big Daddy Kane had his gold chain, but you talk about eating fish. And you know, not eating pork and all that stuff and everything like that. Yeah, you know, this motherfucker. He come on an album called Taste of Chocolate. This motherfucker. East Coast is all this whole, you know, boogie down production. Like Carol's Carol's was all like, you know, higher elevation, taking care of my body and mind and stuff like that. So they was all doing that. A child called questions and like a jazz beat to it. It's like, yeah, I can listen to this in the background, sit on my couch Man. and sip some tea. You're disrespectful. It's late there when daylight sold. Yeah. Like, I got my sweater on. I feel smart. It ain't nothing about, it ain't nothing about being smart. It's just the music, man. It's the groove because they were just that different, that different music I, around that time. That's all. I have never heard a trial call quest or outcast fan who talk about liking them without them also love disparaging that goon shit. That whole, no, because I like it too. I like it all. That's the thing about that's the that's the beautiful thing about hip hop and what people forget. You don't have to stick to one thing. You don't have to sit there and say, "Oh, I love uh, Outkast, but fuck that NWA shit. That shit ain't for me." All that gangsta. No, 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 no. That's not the way it's never supposed to be. If you don't like it, that's fine. Like you saying, I don't particularly listen to it, but I respect it. I understand that. I can relate to that. But these wild fans, like. They're just like, well, fuck that and blah, blah, blah. Because, nah, that's not what it's for because everybody got a different ear. Everybody not going to have the same ear. That's fine. 
I was jokes and stuff like that. I get it. I know why you don't listen to him, and I respect that. At an instance lit. Oh, thank you. But I really am. I'm a, I, I, I can't wait. I want to see if any of them talk about that, you know, hotep shit. No. I might check in. I doubt that. I doubt that. <sighs> you never know. I can't see I that because I know. I don't see Mr. Vibrant thing doing it. So. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't see that because he's more yeah, about music anyway. And Andrea just be happy. I don't think so because I think it's a reason why they kind of like push Killer Mike to the side. Cause, like, <laughs> oh, you just realized that? <laughs> uh, I already knew that because I remember he used to be there. And it was like, yeah, it's kind of like he went one way and they went there where you're like, nah, Playboy, we don't do that shit. If I remember right, they had a falling out. Now, whatever that falling out was about, I don't know. I saw some on YouTube, but I never watched the video because he was talking about himself personally. But uh, other than versus, so how did your uh, how did your PlayStation Five hunting go this week? Oh, thank! Oh, you just wanted to brag about being the plug. So, hey, listen, it won't me. I was, yeah, it was you. You 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 told me about because I want to. I was like, you know what? I get it when I. I've always been the thing where I'm not in a rush to get it. I get it when I get it. That's how my vibe was like because I like I'll try and if I can get it, great. It's not so bad. So I was going like, you know what? I'll try Walmart. Not even thinking I was going to be successful, but I'll try. And Jeff was like, I'm going to hit you in the Nebraska Furniture Mart. And I've heard of them. So I'm like, you know, I'll go ahead and look. So I looked there and I tried to order it and say, yeah, cart's empty. I'm like, that's weird. So I try again. Stare. Put my name in. Cart empty. Okay. <laughs> try again. Name, address, phone number. Delivery. Cart empty. So each time I tried, I get further and further, and eventually I got the whole thing where I was able to order it. So I actually, it took like six tries, but I ordered it. And I'm glad I got it when I got it, because boy, you couldn't even go on Walmart around the time they said they were going to sell it. Like the Ooh, website was that was rough. And by the time it opened up, it was like, oh, let's try again in three hours. Yeah. Uh, shout out to, I think it was Brandon on Twitter. He had put it up there, and then I was like, let me send this to Shahid, see if he want to give it one more go. Uh, so I got it's it's what we hear. Well, it said delayed, so it said the twenty first. But I'm like, now nah, I know I have one. I'm fine because I work with some people, and they they like sneakerheads, and they we go on sneakers and stock asking me buying stuff and flipping stuff, and they try to do with PlayStation. I'm like, oh y'all some pirate shit. Hey man, fuck all these scammers out there, man. Scammers and all these robots yeah, and all this shit. I'm like, you know what? If you that. If you know better, I'm not talking about like the parents who want to make sure they get it for their sons at Christmas or anything like that, and they're going to do what they're going to do. I'm like, it sucks, but I understand that. But if you can't wait a month and you spend $800, that's on you. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it's, like, it's not know. sneakers. They're going to keep making them. And I'm just laughing. Like, it remind me when COVID happened and people was buying all them paper towels, and it's like, oh, now you got a ton of paper towels. It's April, you can't sell them and you can't take them back. What you gonna do with them? No, I thought I was gonna flip them. When people buy, cost five dollars or something for forty five dollars. <laughs> they still got all them and, paper towels down. Yeah, they sell all them paper towels. They can't do shit with them. And it's kind of like that's why I hate that whole. It's not entrepreneur. It's that hustling mindset. It's too much it's of greed. It's just fucking it's greed. greed, and it's to the point of. 
I got pissed off because somebody was telling me about it, and I actually just went on eBay just to look for myself to see. I saw somebody really put it up there for fifteen hundred. What? Come on, bro. Come on, like, like. I get it, but then it's like fuck you too because it's people out here trying to get it for their kids and stuff, and you involved three and four, and now you trying to flip them to make. And nah, man, come on, man, come on, come on. They're going to have more next year. They'll have more. And you probably gonna end up walking in the store and getting one just like that. Uh, yo, what you going to give me for this? You're going to go to GameStop. They're going to give you a hundred bucks. <laughs> well, one thing I can say about this uh, fucking system is it is humongous. And I didn't really re- appreciate it when they were like showing pictures of it. But like this shit is fucking huge. I had to fucking make, I didn't think, I thought I had made enough room for it, but I didn't. I had to make more room for it because I'm not having my sit. I don't like that vertical shit. So, uh, no. Where the hell are you going to put it? Like, that's the vertical shit. It's like if you Patrick Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> you got that shit vertical. They're showing it all. Here's my credenza. PlayStation 5. <laughs> you know, Japanese finest. I'm like, just, no, I would not trust anybody that had. I don't trust people who keep their systems vertical. The only one that makes sense is that new Xbox Series. Yeah, X. that makes sense, but that it just look weird. But, like, yeah, but no, the PlayStation 5 vertical, I'm like, no, this is not Star Trek. That's the only you doing that, you're going to show off. So, I'm going to get mine whenever I get it, and I'll probably get a game or two. Like, you know, I heard that's fast, and I heard the sound is great. Um, I may. I'll probably get a new projector in December. Like oh, till four. Don't flex at yeah. them too hard. Don't, don't, don't do that. Oh, there. Don't, don't do that. You know what I'm going to do? Since people want to post them out, people posting their PlayStations like they in front of, like they got a house. That's why I did that post on Sunday. <laughs> and you going to make sure you win that with the house too. So just so somebody got something to say. I don't know. I might, if I'm not saying I'll do it, but if the situation come where I got a PlayStation, the Xbox Series X, and a 4K projector, and I'm doing a whole post like I'm like one of the ghetto boys, and I'm just saying, I'm like, yeah, in front of my house, oh, in, my, in my luxury car, be like, I'm, I'm gonna show y'all how loud you really flow, like you really flex, like yeah, I'm, I'm done paying Social Security the rest of the year because I already maxed out, and I ain't getting, ain't no penalty like y'all brokies. <laughs> but I'm not going, I could do that, but I'm not going to do that because I'm, I'm not humble, but I'm like I'm modest. Oh, oh shit. Go there, right? That's the whole thing. I could go on Twitter and flex if I want to. Man, you know, that shit didn't bring attention. Yeah, don't do that. Because I'm posting in front of this house, and then these then, people, then some people start following me. Yeah, you don't want no problems. Don't want to shoot nobody either. Don't, don't follow me on Twitter because I got a nice house. Ah, uh, yeah, that wouldn't be the best thing to do. You might. <laughs> that would. That wouldn't be a smart thing to do at all. Um, so, so you like it? Um. Okay. So here's my issue. I've been downloading games. Like for some reason, whew, that thing slowed down when it came to uh, downloading um, Call of Duty. <laughs> so I have gotten to play 2K. I've enjoyed that so far, and I like the way the system is set up now, where like all my games. You know, being I do them digital, all my games are just there now on one big like page you go to, and it's just there. I don't have to search and do all this crazy madness or whatever they write there. But I, I like the way it's set up; it's smooth. 
It runs nice. It's quiet. Um, yeah, I like it. I haven't played. I'm a well. I got the next three days off, so tomorrow morning I'm getting up. And it's gonna be me and Miles Morales. <laughs> so I'm gonna get that's, into that. Here's the thing. You and all the other 645 people who got it on time, that's what y'all are playing Spider-Man. Cause it's kind of like y'all ain't playing Demon Souls and ain't nothing else out. I you know what? So, I almost got Demon Souls and I'm a probably I'm gonna try to play Watch Dogs too. I almost you ain't about that. You know why? You, that life. you know why? Cause I remember playing that game and I remember saying, No, fuck this. This is too hard. <laughs> Oh, I did the same thing. I got out of curiosity. I'm <laughs> like, nope. I died like three times. I'm like, nah, sorry. And you know what made me? You know I'm going to get it again? Because I got good at Nio. And Nio was just as hard. Like, you know what? I'm going to learn. Like, I, my whole thing was I didn't feel like learning. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to learn to be good. And once I learn to be good, it's still difficult, but it's like, it's fair. It's kind of like, if you do, if you do what you're supposed to do, you can function. But most people get that they used to getting held by the hand and going everywhere so they can't function. So it's like, nah, I, I just want to have fun. If you can, like we talked about before, there's some games you can play and you don't got to be good at it to have fun. And in some games, like if you're not good at it, you will not have fun. So yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, nah, I ain't getting this. And then I thought about Godfall. I went on YouTube and I saw people talking about it and it's not, it's not really getting favorable reviews. And I was like, nah. So I just got a uh, 2K Call of Duty, uh, Spider Man, and Watch Dogs. The two the 2K storyline they had you dating a white woman. Okay. I went to I I went to the G League. <laughs> I went to the G League. I didn't even do the storyline. Like I know people talked about it on the uh, PlayStation Four, but I went straight to the G League. So I don't know if that's gonna come up still or not. I think on the story, I don't, remember, I don't remember which one it was. They had the voiceovers, like out. Some of them like they could not read. <laughs> I don't. I I'm like, nah, we be recording this. You gonna have me looking like I'm hooked on phonics. Like this shit is just horrible. Yeah, so uh, um, that's been the big thing. Uh, I've seen people who've gotten the Xbox and say they really, they really enjoying it. That's cool. I'll get one next year sometime. Uh, no rush. Because uh, yeah, sure playing Call of Duty and like you know, do missions for that colonizer Ronald Reagan, like a real hero. I can't wait to play that storyline because I just want to see what it's about. And and the you funny, about, are you ready to sling cracks in the community <laughs> for America? The you funny, America Dutch. That's what, that's what, that's what's gonna be about. The one good thing is I found out that um, Miles Morales is short. I think people say it's like ten hours in total. So I should be able to. I I want to get through that before Cyberpunk comes out. So that's the goal. Have you played? Yeah. What I may do is see how some of the PlayStation Four games look on it. Cause I know some of them already been like. Re, you know, upgraded for it. Yeah, I haven't um, yet. I want to play Ghost of Tsushima on it. I don't know if it's been upgraded yet, but I want to try it on there. It wasn't the list. They said they may add something. Like, I'm, I'll probably got a war. Because it's funny. I have a PlayStation and a PlayStation Pro. Don't ask me why. It's like I got the PlayStation upstairs, the PlayStation Pro downstairs. I mean, you so you're, a pro. you're a baller. No, it's... No, it was because I was curious about it. I couldn't figure out what I wanted for like Christmas one year. So I like, just give me a pro. And my TV downstairs is 4K. My projector was 1080. So it's funny where it's like I play Tomb Raider downstairs. It looks beautiful in 4K. Moves fast, moves smooth. But when I play God of War upstairs, it's kind of like it's still a regular PlayStation 4. It's on a damn projector. 
Like playing games on a hundred and twentieth screen is like you cannot beat that shit. Especially if you've got decent lag time. And one thing about Sony projectors are they have good lag time. So I'm looking forward to getting a PlayStation Five. Like, uh, but I'm in no rush to get it. I'm a, I might take off like a week of work and like have some fun and everything like that. But it's kind of like I saw the joke people poke doing like the Kobe Bryant pose with it. Oh yeah, that was, that's stupid. Yes. Hey, I Twitter. Saw, Twitter, I, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter is stupid. They like doing silly shit like that. And I saw little Bootsy and Shane, Shane, he and Shane video game players. So, oh man, that's messed up. He ain't shaming me, motherfucker. I work. I do what the fuck I want to do. Yes, it is a pandemic going on. <laughs> I'd rather people be in the house playing a video game, being safe, than going out a fucking hookah bar, sticking their mouth to smoke some bubble gum to whatever the fuck it is. Nah, man. He said. He said. He said the video game is a the PS5 and Xbox are distractions. Stay on your grind for that. Distractions dough. from what? Grind. I don't know. I grind every day. I go to work, so I don't know what the fuck. Good you're God, I can't. What? Who do you think buying your albums? Not that far Twitter. Shit. <laughs> I'm sick of this whole you need multiple streams of income. Why? <laughs> no, I don't. Hey, I'm, some people do. Some people don't. I sh- you shouldn't have to have to have three or four jobs to hustle just to pay your bill. Like, no. You gotta do that because if one shut down, I'm like, COVID came and all them entrepreneurs are broke. Mm-hmm. Shut down all their sources of income. That's why they flipping the PS5s now. There's a rocket. Tillman Fertitta had multiple streams of income and they all got hit by COVID. That's why you're trying to change it. That's why you're trying to trade James Harden now because he don't want to pay him anymore. So, like, here, like, I, the reason I have such, we're going to wrap up soon. The reason I have such discuss for not entrepreneurs is like they always, they shit on their fan base. They shit on their, their customer base. You know who else does that? Vince McMahon. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. It sounds different when I put it that way, don't it? <laughs> and you know what? It's not even, it's not even, it's not even hidden. He shits on us and like, well, well, he's giving us WrestleMania, so we should be happy. He's giving us wrestling. He's giving us this. He's giving us that. So, yeah, yeah, you know, we got to take a little shit, but we get all this other stuff. I'm over that shit. No. Because he knows enough people will defend how he moves, that'd be fine. Like, you know, this whole thing, Selena Vega, you know, want to keep her Twitch money, talking about union, you know, unionizing. Oh, future endeavors. You out with the quickness. And people are saying, you know, yeah, WWE's greedy as hell because they can, they can do that and they can get away with it. It sucks. They shouldn't be that way, but they do that way. But then you turn to AEW and you hear Brandy Bros and her bullshit calling call another black woman ratchet and raggedy and then <sighs> white. I'm like we ain't learn our lesson from Sasha Banks we doing that and you think it's cool oh well Brandy black so she can say it no cause then you're gonna have somebody like Dustin Rose go on Twitter and say the same thing he like did. you just have an excuse for white men to run down a black woman call them like you know ignorant let me just say something and I mean as to all my fellow uh, white people on Twitter uh, it's best if y'all stay out of this one. If you don't know what to say, uh, just don't say nothing. If you enjoyed it, keep it to yourself. Because the black people that's upset about it, it's a reason why we're upset. Oh, there's a reason why we feel a certain type of way about it. And if you've watched uh Brandy Rhodes portray herself on TV and just in you know interviews and stuff like that, 
She has no way talked like that, like she was talking. And she was downgrading another black woman as far as that whole ratchet stuff. And she was even talking in a tone that wasn't her. It just felt phony. And I don't want people to think that all black women sound like that. I just didn't like the way it came off. Um, I don't give a fuck what she said. I don't give a fuck what code. I don't care what nobody say over there. I'm glad. Oh, I'm um, the new girl, you know, getting a shot, got signed to AEW. She getting a check. Cool. Hope she become a big star over there or wherever she end up going. But that segment was trash. I, it's funny where I saw her on Instagram because she's like a fitness model that's like followed by fitness models that I follow. And then all of a sudden, I heard people talking about her. It's like, oh, they're like, oh, AEW. They're like, oh, she on AEW, like Brandy Rose saying some bullshit. She bad. And then I, and I laugh because like, it's a reason why I don't watch AEW. It has nothing to do with the wrestling. It got way too many people on here that I don't like on a personal level. Like, I don't like how they move in real life. And they all at the top of the card. And they ain't like Kenny Omega. He just corny. He's like, they too mega out. They too mega up and down for me. And it's real no. Uh, like I didn't the know WWE, that. The WWE guys hide it better. I didn't know that. Well, I knew that about Cody. I didn't know that about the Bucks until I think it was either you or Cam kept saying, I don't like the way they move. So I just did some research myself. <laughs> That's all. I mean, here's the thing. It ain't like the NW. It's not like the click where it's kind of like, you know, Nash and Walkman move different than Triple H who move different than Scott Hall and Shawn Michaels move away. You think he move. It's not like that. They, yeah. It's like normally friends tend to kind of move the same way. Cause that's normally. Yeah. And sometimes it's different in wrestling. Cause it's like, you know, we the boys and we don't talk about that stuff and everything like that. But a lot of times it's kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm a hang with like that. Like, you know, you know, Undertaker be cool, you know, can be best friends with the Godfather and look out for the rock, but he friends with the Harris boys too. Yeah. He friends with like, you know, he can be friends with Yokozuna and Nazis. Cause wrestling kind of like that, but it's like, it's too many. I, I turned to AEW and it's just kind of like, it just leaves a, a bad taste in my mouth. Like I want, like it's, it is. I don't want to blame all the rest. Like it's, it's too many people on top where it's like, nah, I don't like this. I just don't. And then the fan, and they try, and the reason that bothers me is because they try to be the moral high ground. Like we not, we don't move like WWE move. We got morals, and I'm, I say all the time, you need to leave that moral shit alone if you're watching wrestling. <laughs> there are no more. There are no. You cannot. No. Stop trying to do that because you go. You gonna have to pick and choose and justify. Because people all day long, like, yeah, fuck the Undertaker. You on that mega blue line shit? Happy anniversary to Eddie Guerrero. Word. Eddie Guerrero from El Paso. You see how Vic and Chavo move? How you think Eddie moves? Hey, I got hey what and, hey and no, no, no. I'm about to tell you and. I told you, I, I'm Eddie Guerrero's in my top five. And when you told me that, and I really just thought about that for a while, I was like, shit. It's like, come on now. Like, he's passed away, and I'm not going to disperse a man. Rest in peace. He's one of my favorites, too. But, like, come on. We can do the math. You know why? You never thought about it because he wasn't blatant with it. Yeah. But once you see how Vicky move, and you see how Chavo move, and you think about where Eddie was from, yeah. and how he grew up, mm-hmm. it's like, it ain't like Vicky just woke up one day to start thinking that way. Yeah. I, I mean, she might have, but I seriously doubt that. And I'm like, Guerrero, it, like, 
I don't have to see it, and I think that's the whole thing. If I never, I, I never got, his, I never had to see it from him. Not like the Undertaker when you know he got his shirts on and his hats, and you know he's being, you know, upfront with it without saying anything. Yeah, now that that hits different. But uh, like yeah. you see it from Undertaker, and you see it from Hulk Hogan. You don't see it from Kurt Angle, and then you look up one day. Oh, he's you know he did fundraising support at Marco Rubio, and mm-hmm. it's like. Okay, word, yo, like yeah. a hero. It's like, yeah, he's from. I mean, it is. Everybody ain't gonna be Roman Reigns, and everybody not gonna be like you know Stone. It's like a lot of times you be wondering about, like, everybody gonna be Kevin Nash. It's like yeah. a lot of your heroes. You start digging in deep, like yeah, Triple H all cool, and he hugged with black people. And he the NXT Godfather and blah 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 blah. But watch how that family move. Remember who he <laughs> look who he married to. Yeah, like, like how they move. Family, I'm like, yeah. It's it's it. See, that's the funny thing about wrestling, especially now in this era, that we can find out all that information if we just go look for it. Or sometimes we don't even have to go look for it. It's right there. They'll tell you. So yeah, yeah. it's it's there. It's not just you know wrestling. It's in sports. The whole you know, it's in sports. The same thing. Like you look at some like defenders. If you're a football fan. Most quarterbacks, who do you think they donated to? God, let's. Uh, I know who Kirk Cousins did. Yeah. I already know. So, and, and guess what? And they gotta be all white ones because some of the, like some of the black ones kind of moves out. Like you know, yeah, some moves. I used to get a lot of slander with you know we gotta get the cops more guns and training. <laughs> yeah, that's the last. Yeah, that's what they need more money so they can. Like I said, they want to make Ed two hundred nine. Like come on now. So it's kind of like I always tell people. Hat moral is just a word. If you want to have it for yourself, that's fine. But the moment you start playing this whole, I ain't watching this. I'm boycotting this for the more. I'm like, cause you end up picking and choosing. Cause a lot of people go, I ain't watching the NFL because I do Colin Kaepernick. Okay, so what you watching? Basketball? You know what they did to my Abdul Rauf? Half the people. The, half the people that said that shit. Half the people that said that shit are back watching the NFL. I don't give a fuck what they said. They sounded good. I know a lot of people said, I'm like, NFL been doing that. Like, keep in mind how they treated black quarterbacks. Like, the NFL been on their bullshit. They still are. And it's like, you want to pick, you want to be on that route? Fine. But, you know, the basketball, basketball move like that. A lot of the owners, like, yeah, you got Black Lives Matters on the court and you all donating to Trump to keep your money. And a lot of, and the players be like that too. Like, yeah, you know. I ain't trying to raise my tax, you know. Yeah, I know he bad, but you, you mess with my taxes. Yeah, ain't just Ice Cube saying that shit. This, it, you go through the locker room like we. I don't know if you saw that clip like Channing Crowder and Brandon. Marshall. Oh yeah, Brandon Marshall and um Chad Ocho, Ocho Cinco was getting tight. I ain't want to hear that mm-hmm. shit. Nah, it's a lot. And guess what? Perfect time, right? But I get it. I understand, but I, I agree with Channing Crowder. It's kind of like. You once you hit a certain mark, you ain't gonna see a lot of people like you. So his whole thing is, I write pay more taxes to elevate them, make their lives better. So I got bail them out all the time. And but Brandon Marsh like fuck that. <laughs> I made my you touch him. and I you know what I can't I'm I understand the greed it bothers me, but it don't bother me that much because I get that too. It's like. Get your hand out my pocket. It's a good support. Like, get your hand out my pocket. Like, I made it. Don't touch it. They on their own. But I'm like, that making thing is that is temporary. 
is very temporary. And I understand both sides, but I tell people all the time, I vote Democrat. It ain't for me. I'm straight. I'm doing it for y'all. Like if they if they knock all money off your student loans, knocking off 50 grand make your life better, I'm all for it. I don't even qualify for it. I ain't hating. So I'm not a hater. It, I'd rather you be happy because you being happy with your life does not make my life any worse. So why would I hate on that? I don't mind paying taxes to elevate y'all because I'd rather pay taxes than, like I say, I'd rather pay a little bit more taxes than see a fucking go fund me because you can't bury your aunt. Well, I think that's a good place to uh, <laughs> end it. Um, next week, we are doing the movie that we have <laughs> talked about numerous times on this podcast. We're finally getting a chance to do it. We'll have a guest sitting in with us. We are doing Obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll I will get caught. That's why I tell you. Idris Elba and Beyonce. And boy, oh boy, the things I've already gotten from this is Beyonce can't act and ha, huh, yeah. Um this should be very interesting and I can't wait to hear people's response about this movie. So uh yeah, that'll be the movie we'll be doing next week. Should be fun. Um It's a very polarizing movie. It is. It is. People have you either like it or you don't. You got some you got some type of feelings about the movie. Uh you got caught, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I I tell you because you know shit's all crazy out there. And I want you to know I ain't get caught. I want to call the party. I'm mind my business. She came in the bathroom. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that'll be the movie. No, we did. Yeah, that's the movie we doing, and we're gonna have a special guest because we it's a very we're gonna have a not female perspective of woman perspective of a woman. Woman, not female human. <laughs> I'll make fun. Everybody, so every time I hear female, I'm thinking of fucking Ferengi. Like, what, a female what? But no, we don't have a woman there because it's fair. Because having having two men just, you know, bash Beyonce for being absurd was seeing kind of like sexist. And I like to be fair. And I figure a woman's perspective would help because I remember going to the movie there and seeing this. And, oh, yeah, if you go in a couple, you go with a spouse or a girlfriend. Yeah, they was looking. What would you do? Uh oh, I'll be asking them questions. <laughs> you asking me for? I ain't up in there doing that shit. Exactly. <laughs> like I watched the movie. They'll be it's playing. Whole, like you know, they'll play this hypothetical shit with me. Oh no, leave me out. You watch, because guess what? You know that you know the reverse of that is Gone Girl. Yeah. I uh, have you looking at your girl, your wife, like. Which fuck you thinking? And I was saying that shit and like, ooh, you a man saying that? You be looking at your partner the whole like. Mm. Um, shout out to everybody who keeps leaving um movies for us on the uh my the, the email um the yard Jeff versus the we world. Ain't, we ain't fucking doing. <laughs> um, no, no, but it's still cool. People still like, oh, um, have y'all done this or y'all doing that? Um, yeah, a lot of those movies like uh life and. Uh, I saw something else. Uh, we'll get to. I mean, shit. I, as long as we living, and as long as we keep enjoying doing this, we'll get to those type of movies and stuff like that. Some of them. Jeff trying to be nice. If they cool, <laughs> we gonna get to them. But some of the shit, y'all, I ain't gonna mention no names, no movies. But some of them, pick, they need a classic Northwood. 
So no thanks. <laughs> we will hey, get hey, we, what basically what we saying is we got a long road ahead of us. We ain't running out of movies. So yeah. Just leave it like that. Well, guess but guess what? They still making movies, so <laughs> fuck all y'all right. the bad ones. I'm only gonna do a bad one if Jeff pick it. Now if y'all now y'all monkey asses pick it. Yeah, as you see, we did smoking aces and it was a cheeks for uh <laughs> it was a definitely cheeks for Shahid. But anyway, we can get up out of here. Uh if you wanna follow me, Jeff versus the world on Twitter, Facebook, the real Jeff versus the world on Instagram. And if you choose to follow Shahid, you can if you choose then choose something else. I got I'm, I'm mad because I hit over 500 followers. Oh shit! I forgot. <laughs> you can't be trusted now. <laughs> nah, once you hit a thousand, you can't be trusted. That's why I can't trust you. That's why I, I make sure my beard don't grow out. Oh no! Nonsense. And check me you out. These females, these females don't respect black men. Oh. Start tweeting that knucklehead shit out yeah. once you hit a thousand followers. <laughs> Go and check out the TV Zone Podcast Network. I got a chance to do uh, a show on there. Got to do Young Guns on there with my man Jay. Uh, that was fun. And I believe one or two. we did one. We're doing two uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen one once and I've watched from beginning to end. I've seen two like 15 times. Yeah. We're absolutely um, doing two. Uh, yeah. Billy the Kid is a psychopath but uh we'll add we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we would definitely do it on this show eventually uh because a lot more i got to say that i didn't get out on that show but anyway yeah next week obsessed special guest uh yeah till next week we out of here peace peace